Attention all wrestling fans. Get ready for the ultimate fan experience at the WCBS WrestleMania Fan Meetup in Los Angeles, California from March 30th through April 2nd. This event will bring together the biggest event in wrestling and your favorite podcast, as well as diehard fans from all over the world. This is the perfect opportunity for fans to connect and celebrate their love of the sport as well as their love of us. So mark your calendars, grab your tickets, and get ready to suck it and join us live. Don't miss out on the ultimate fan experience of the WCBS WrestleMania Fan Meetup Weekend in L.A. And if you're not a wrestling fan, there will be other YouTube creator events, including a trip to the brand new Super Nintendo World at Universal Studios. So listen to World Class Bullshitters Live for more updates and for more information, email worldclassbs at mail.com. Thebestmail.com, jabroni. The following is a world-class Bullshitters exclusive. Jeff, Jeff, I can't hear you. Oh, good. I haven't said anything yet. <laughs> okay, good. Welcome to World Class Bullshitters, the epitome of pop culture. I'm your host, Jeff Hicks, and with me tonight for now is the last standing Samoan Big Rig, Nick Utam. Glad to be the only one that showed up. Uh, you know, it's nice. I know you never leave another bullshitter it's, hanging, it's, which is yeah. Rule it's roomy 42. here. I got I got elbow room now. You know, it's good. It's good. I like it. <laughs> yeah, man, feels good to be at the top. Yeah. Now, folks, if you think it's just going to be Nick and I tonight, I'm sorry to disappoint you. I know it would be the best show possible because we're those horror guys, the movie guys. We know our shit. But Dion and Kendo both taking care of some family things, but they're on their way. They'll be here in a short period of time because we have a big topic to talk about. Some of the TMNT stuff is fine. You know, that's Kendo's wheelhouse, but. There's a war going on, uh, a war of words, shall we say. Angry Joe, Young Rippa, um, a lot of stuff going on all around the April O'Neil controversy. So we'll be talking about that as well as a whole lot more tonight, guys. This is our big week, folks. What you got to remember is you got the High Council on Tuesday. You got WCBS on Thursday. And this Sunday night is the Academy Awards. Now, we're not asking you to celebrate Hollywood's legacy. We're not asking you to kiss the, the golden ring of all this bullshit. No, no, no. We're asking you to join us here on World Class Bullshitters for our fourth annual WCBS Oscar Lampoon Party, where we make fun of Hollywood's best. We make fun of Hollywood's worst. And we make fun of Hollywood's biggest night because they fucking deserve it. So, folks, join us. It's a drinking stream, which means we will drink for your messages and it gets sloppy and fun. So you don't want to miss out on one of the best WCBS traditions we have every single year. So it'll be this Sunday night, March 12th, uh, at what, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Five yeah. Pacific. So yeah. join us there. Um, I, I, join us you, you know what? You know what? I, I I'm I'm gonna suit up. I'm gonna suit up. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, I'm gonna suit up. I have I, I have my suit with me. I got my I got my black tie and my white shirt. I'm gonna suit up. <laughs> Damn it! Now I want to do something because like I I bought special food. I'm making pulled pork quesadillas. I got this beautiful oh, God, pork roast in the, in the freezer. Thawing that shit out. Gonna slow roast it. Yeah, folks, I like to cook. Maybe I'll do a cooking channel one day or a cookbook. Cook like Jeff from World Class Bullshitters. You'd be surprised how good it can be. But that's Sunday. So, folks, join us because last year during the Oscar Lampoon party, we witnessed history being made when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Can you believe it's been a year since that's happened? Dude, I remember being in that Airbnb and, like, <laughs> shit went, like, we, we were watching TV and there were all this, like, whoa, and then the whole fucking world went wild. We had to, because, like, I think the, the thing, we were, always, we were using my Roku and, like, some like, ABC app or whatever, and it stuttered for a second, and we were just like, what the fuck happened? And then, like, somebody sent, um, sent us, like, a video from another, from another part of the world, like Australia, where they had the whole thing playing. Yeah. Um, it was, it was wild, man. It was wild to see that. Um, and then every, like, 
and everything that came out. I love that Chris Rock's um, um, special came out, I think, last weekend? Like a weekend before the Oscars. Yeah, perfect timing. <laughs> oh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It really was. Uh, that was... That was strategic strategic timing, and I'm glad he did it. And I hope he got like very well paid from uh, from Netflix. Now, folks, we will talk about that content uh, after we've all consumed it, including some shorts and some other stuff. But uh, be on the lookout for that. Quick few updates too, while we're talking about some housekeeping stuff before we get into more pressing issues. Uh, what what are the where are the notes? There we are. Housekeeping. So besides the Oscar stream, folks, we've had a couple videos drop this week, so make sure you guys are checking those out. We did one on April O'Neill, we did one on Funko Pops. Nick, can you believe the news that thirty-two million dollars in punk Funko Pops are just going into the trash? Oh, one hundred percent I could I could, you know, see that. Cause I remember I think you said in the video where they were like with like the company was like like you know, like they're like, Yeah, a billion dollars, like woo, it was great. I'm just like, oh, just fucking wait. Because the thing is that there was such oversaturation of that that you could see the writing on the walls. Like, you knew it was coming. You know, because they made Funko Pops of everything. And I do mean everything. Um, That's how I finally got my Axel Foley. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, there's there's only, yeah, there's only, the only way to get the Axel Foley was the Funko Pop, which is really, really terrible. Come on, NECA, get your shit together. I wonder if it's like a deal where Eddie Murphy's just too pricey to license still. And it's like... That's when I need to just meet Eddie Murphy and be like, look, bro, I, I'm done with waiting. Just sign the fucking contract and take the $40 million. Like, we'll all, we'll just pay, you know? <laughs> Fuck, man. The fans want to buy your merchandise. I want a Prince Akeem action figure. The oh, oh his my own God, money. dude. That'd be great. <laughs> or even, or even all of, all the, all the characters he did in um, Coming to America. Oh, dude. I, it wouldn't be as interesting to other people, but you couldn't make an Eddie Murphy figure that I wouldn't buy. You could even make him play uh, Stevie Wonder with a little piano. I'd buy that action figure. It'd be great. The best of you'd SNL. Get, you'd get the you know the the clumps. You could get the set of that. You know that'd be that'd be wonderful. Dude, um, I'd love that. You know yeah. what we might get before we get any Eddie Murphy action figures. What? Tropic Thunder toys. I bet you we get like a Kirk Lazarus or a fucking Simple Jack or something before we. Oh my ever god! Get if there's, no, if there's if there's a Kirk Lazarus Simple Jack, I'm pre-ordering them. I don't care how I, well I do care how much they are, but like within reason, if they're within reason, I'll I'll pre-order them 100. percent Would you like me to help you acquire a Kirk Lazarus custom that will blow you away? Because how much what, are you talking about? What's the price here? It's not as expensive as you think. What okay. somebody has done is they've taken an Iron Man action figure and they've sculpted hair on it and altered the face and then cast it. So you can buy a, uh, a Lincoln Osiris Jr. custom head <laughs> with the fucking afro and everything. And so it would be on you to get it painted and then maybe put it on a customized G.I. Joe body or something. But uh, that's that's how you can get an official or a close to official Tropic Thunder figure. Dude, folks. I do. I do love Etsy for the the bootleg uh, action figures that, that they have on there. It's it's really wonderful. Um, I know I have a Buster Rhymes from Halloween Resurrection. That's like trick or treat, motherfucker. Uh, I got that from some kid from some like I, I bet on it from some company in Canada. And I was like, yes, I got it. I'm so happy. It's wonderful. I have um, I have one which is the the, the flying. <laughs> it's Princess Leia flying in oh, space. Yeah. I have that one. That one's wonderful as well. Uh, and I mean, like they're, they're basically they're basically like adult collectibles because like you can't really open them and play with them. You just like they're just displays you put everywhere. Uh, but they are I, like I, I yeah I do have a lot of like stores saved that do that kind of thing because there's some really funny wild shit there. That's how I got the Axel fully banana and the tailpipe figure. Oh yeah. You, I know right? there's a company that will take like um 
like really old unused N64 games and stuff like that and put like the room game on there or like dude you know or white men can't jump the video game or whatever they'll put they'll put the sticker on there and make it look official i'm just like jeez do you folks we're going to talk about the room in a moment but do you think with the room announcement that we can finally get that 4k 60 frames a second hdr ray tracing uh video game version of the room like i'm ready to drop <laughs> dollars on my game pass membership to download that game tomorrow like well it, it, would, have, it would have to be done it would have to be done by telltale because they're the ones who usually do like those those kinds of games nah bro it's got to be done by why interactive this is so video game <laughs> why is so interactive <laughs> he sells his own underwear his oh bobbleheads his own video games what a story based why, game, mark why so interactive <laughs> jesus man oh god i well i mean i mean i don't know what he's doing these days i don't I mean, I hope he's still alive and well. Um, he's collecting checks, dude. After the disaster artist, that dude's fucking ticket was punched forever. He was already yeah, rich to, and successful. Yeah, I still, I still haven't seen the movie he did with uh, with Greg Stero again. The second one where they were like, you know, murdering each other or some shit like that on the road or whatever. Ah, uh, best friends. Um, yeah, best friends. Yeah, I need to, uh, I need to check that out and acquire that um, as well because yeah, I thought I thought that was fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, I hope, uh, once again, I hope he's doing well. I hope he's fine. Uh, he's probably like 80 years old, but yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, say hello to the one, the only, Coach Kendo. Hi. <laughs> Welcome into the show, buddy. We were just talking about the uh, the room. We're gonna, I guess we'll transition to that now that you're here, but our, our hopes for a room video game. I want 4K ray tracing, 60 frames a second. I want this game. I want to feel the intensity between Denny and Chris R. That's how well, much of a I mean, game I'm feeling. That would be pretty awesome. I know that they had that room game on uh, Newgrounds for yeah. a while. That one <laughs> was used to play that. stupid, but also a lot of fun at the same time. So there's that. Um, yeah, I mean, there you go. So we should... We should we should lobby Tommy Wiseau. Honestly, if you go to Twitter and just keep blowing up his Twitter about how badly we want a room the game and make it like a sandbox open player type world where you know you can have a really good time running around, do your banking and doing all those other things and going and seeing Doggy in the flower shop and Lisa, who you love so much. And you know, it'd be awesome. It's a sandbox, it's an open world. And when you get fed up with this world, you can just turn the game off. <laughs> I thought, you, I thought you'd find find a gun somewhere in your in your. Uh, you can. Your drawer. That's like that. Maybe that could be like. It, it, we can <laughs> make fun. The, of Final, we can make fun of Final Fantasy VII. You can either get to a save point, or you could just pull out your fucking gun and shoot yourself. <laughs> God forgive me. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, Kendo. I'm getting ready to transition to the room, but we uh, have pretty much covered how we're gonna have our Oscar event and everything. Uh, you're yep. hoping and pulling for Top Gun, correct? Yeah, if Top Gun Maverick doesn't win Best Picture of the Year, we riot. <laughs> I'm down. Please I do. will. Please I'll do. go out into the streets and kick a homeless person's spaghetti. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not an asshole. Yeah, well, but, well, I'll, one I'll, be, thing... I'll be on location for that one, so you might get Trucker Kendo fucking screaming into the high heavens about that shit. Fuck yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Um, I know, uh, I know, what is it? Uh, Jimmy Kimmel's hosting, so that's going to be a, a win-win for everybody. Oh, good. I'll yeah, watch I'm going to talk shit the whole time. Yeah, because and, and here's and here's the fucked up thing. The promo I saw for him doing it is him doing a Top Gun promo like for it, and I was like, ah, oh, this this is this is bad. The thing, what is, we should what we should try to do is 
hijack the hashtag for the Oscars and just have everybody retweet pictures of Jimmy Kimmel in blackface from uh, The Man Show? Like, I'm not offended by it. I don't, I, back then I laughed, and I would still laugh at it if he wasn't a dickbag. But oh it makes him uncomfortable. So, folks, do us a favor. Help us this weekend. We'll just tweet constantly Oprah Jimfrey stuff. There we go. Yeah. Let Jimmy shake that one. Yeah, because I mean, that would be go. goddamn hilarious if we keep tagging him and the Oscars in all the time, just like constantly mm-hmm, back and mm-hmm. forth. Oh man, we can get a thousand D or a thousand messages to them during the duration of the show, right? <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we're blue check marked for one more night. We are. The we are. That's true. I mean, this this is the year for the Oscars to do the right thing. They always, always, always are screaming about, oh, we're Hollywood, this, that, and the other thing. They. We're really, really fucking hurting for a couple of years because of the pandemic and just bad movies. And Top Gun Maverick came along, made a billion and a half dollars, brought people back to the cinemas, was a great movie, formulaic, yes, but still great movie altogether. It was amazing in every fucking way. And you've got, and Hollywood people have been sucking its dick this entire time about Maverick saved saved the cinemas, Maverick this, Maverick that, movie of the year, fucking critics, fans, everybody loves this movie. But you know what's going to happen? You know what you know what happens, Jeff, when you fuck a stranger in the ass? They give yeah, Avatar the they they yeah, they give the Academy Award to fucking Avatar or they're going to give it to some foo-foo fucking movie that nobody watched to show how awesome Hollywood is. And it's going to be just like in 1999 when Saving Private Ryan by every measure should have won the Academy Award because it was a great movie, well-made, well-acted. Tom Hanks carrying the carrying the load, pr- playing a role we've never seen him in with Tom Sizemore, RIP, and a cast of young people that were relatively unknown. And they redefined the war movie genre. It had everything, including Ted Danson. But you know what they did? They gave it to Shakespeare and fucking love. Okay? Say what you want. Ralph, Joseph, either finds is fine by me. They're fine, they're fine actors. I have nothing wrong with him. I think they're great. Uh, Ralph Fiennes was, a, was an amazing Nazi in Schindler's List. And he deserved everything that happened to him in that movie. So... <laughs> With that said, the Oscar Academy has so many opportunities to take these game changer movies and give it the fucking nod it deserves. But what do they do? They give it to some shitty fucking artsy flick that no one watched. Why? Because they're assholes. Well, do you think everything everywhere all at once will be the artsy film that gets the nod since it kind of has swept it kind of has swept every other award show? Yeah, probably. Yeah. And from what I understand, it's actually a fine movie. Probably not my cup of tea, but at the same time, I see. <sighs> I think you'd actually laugh your ass off because it's not as artsy and lame as is. It's like it, it really isn't. Is it, it really better isn't. than Top Gun Maverick? Nope. In a, it's not even comparable because it's a different type of movie. If you're gonna compare but is it to it something better, it's not. I'm already gonna tell you it's not because it's <laughs> Top Gun Maverick's second greatest movie of all time behind Top Gun. So <laughs> there's no possible way that it's better than that movie. So I'm just gonna stop you right there and tell you it's not. And this week on the uh, the Academy Awards we will either see Justice Served or we will see the grape of Tom Cruise yet again. I'm hoping Tom Cruise can pull some strings with the good people at his uh, local place of worship and get himself an Oscar this weekend. So. <laughs> local place of worship. <laughs> I got to say, honestly, I this can't is say the word out here. They'll fucking show up. This That's is one true. of the few times that I would be willing to call in a favor and be like, you know what? 
typically I'm kind of thinking you guys are a bit weird, but if you can pull this off this weekend, I, I might consider getting a fucking personality test and seeing what my thetan level is. I might consider it. I might not, but I might consider it. Kendall's like, do you have a one month trial that I could, I could possibly see how this goes? Like, let's 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 see what's going on here. I will my toe you, in this. I'll give you. A t- I'll give them ten minutes to give me their sales pitch. I'll have a few <laughs> questions, and at the end, I want to be able to walk out the door without any harassment. That's all I ask in exchange for this. But I will say this: if Top Gun Maverick doesn't win, and All Quiet on the Western Front does. I'll consider that a push, and I won't be as upset. Fair. Uh, I am, man. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for a short round to at least to to, to win an Oscar, and also Brendan Fraser to win one for the Whale. Brendan Fraser should win one for the Whale. I haven't watched the Whale, but it's Brendan Fraser, and I mean, essentially, this would be his lifetime achievement award because the funny thing is, Brendan Fraser made this like massive comeback and realized how many people on the internet loved him. It's like we never didn't not love you. We just wondered where you went. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we we were worried about you, buddy. We were we were wanting to check on you. You know, you're one of those you're one of those goofball, you know, you know, ham and egg or cheesy actors from the '90s that people actually liked. So, loved, dude. Yeah, love Airheads, Georgia the Jungle, and Cino Man. Like, I yeah. grew up on those movies. Brandon <laughs> Fraser, before the Mummy, had locked himself in as one of my all time favorites as a kid, and as an adult, I still watch Georgia yeah. the Jungle, Airheads. Yeah, there was also the Mummy in Cino Man. What, what what was the movie he did with? Was was it? Be- Bedazzled or whatever the fuck it was. I saw that in theaters. Yeah, that was. I saw Blast was, from the Past. All of Blast them. Blast from the Past. Oh God, I remember I Blast saw from the Monkey Bone in theaters. I believe. I think Monkey, Monkey Brand, Bone. Monkey Bone was good. It was I weird. Brandon like, and I went and saw that. I watched Bedazzled for two very specific reasons, and it wasn't Brandon Fraser. Yeah. That was yeah, yeah. That was mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. her and her personalities were on display. <laughs> I love, oh, dude. I love, I love the movie. I, I love when it becomes the fucking Colombian drug dealer with the giant nose. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh god. <laughs> god, I, I'm hoping uh, Brendan Fraser wins it for his lifetime achievement shit. Because screw everybody else. Come on, Brendan Fraser, you deserve this. Well, one. I mean, I know, I know, he did get a Scorsese movie. He's in the next one for sure. So I mean, he's he's moving up. It's happening. He's it's moving up. So. I just want him to make Airheads too. I need to know what happened to the Lone Rangers. <laughs> there were three of them. They weren't exactly Lone, but after they broke or after they were released from prison, you know what? I'm sure. I'm sure he could buy the. Ri- I'm sure he could buy the rights or bar the rights and do that. I'm really sure he could. Disney and, um, owns it now. Oh, that, oh, if they're, never, they're never going to fucking like over then. If Disney, if I could find a way to acquire the rights to write and like draw Airheads too as a comic book, fuck yeah, what? I know exactly what's going to happen. I'm gonna make a couple phone calls and see if we can cross it over with well, Wayne's World, well, Beavis and well, Butthead, and make the greatest well, well, movie Jeff, ever made. There is there there is a way you can do it. It's called parody. Yeah, but I want to do the real band <laughs> making of the band. No, the no, Rangers. all you need to do. No, all you need is prepared. I think you think all you need is put parody in the name, and you're okay. I mean, it. it's not like we've never put stealing solo a captain's parody or woke busters a paranormal parody out there before. So. Yeah, I'm just what? saying. As long as like, I think, I think. And I'm not a lawyer, but if you put parody in the title, you should be all right. But well, what the hell do I know? <laughs> I'll call our lawyer if I, when we decide to go down that path. Yeah. No. Jeff, Beretta's dead. Wait, Robert, uh, what's his name, died? Robert Blake is dead. He died today. Oh, shit. I didn't realize he was I, still alive. I just saw the thing pop up. It's I got my little news alert, you know, breaking news. Actor Robert Blake has passed away. In the words of Dave Chappelle, Beretta did that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he may or may not have killed his wife. They couldn't prove it. Oh God! I, just, I, love- I, I remember him. I remember him being the being the dick in Money Train. 
Oh, yeah. With J-Lo. Mm-hmm. She looks so good back. She still looks good. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> she still looks good. Now, folks, speaking of looking good, Wokebusters is looking very good. So go over to Twitter right now and follow WCBS, and you'll see some new pages I penciled uh, working through the book. It is a big epic. So, you know, when I'm not working on the channel, I'm drawing monsters, getting blown off rooftops, falling through gra- the ground, all kinds of crazy shit. And if you want to get in on the book that's going to change comics, well, go pre-order Wokebusters right now. It's a one-man operation, working on it to get it done and get it directly to you. So, folks, it is the biggest comic event of 2023. Go to WokeBustersComic.com right now. Follow the update to see the image, is the pages, and uh, be on the lookout for more. Having so much fun with this, going to be sharing a lot, working on producing a video. Now, guys, it's time for the word of the day. The word of the day is twant. Saving private twant, fistful of twant, all quiet on the western twant. Teenage Mutant Ninja Twant Turtles. Oops. And the man from Twant. T-W-A-N-T. It almost sounds like Taint. And I'm like, the man from Taint just sounds like a terrible comic book. So yeah. I don't want to talk about that one. But Twant is a good word. Um, clear and present Twant. Yeah. Twant and present danger. That's what I want to go with. Fist full of Twant. Pulp Twant. Ugh, that sounds like a disease. Halt or my Twant Hot. will shoot. Huh, hot tub twant machine. Sounds like a good party. Mm-hmm. The good, the bad, and the twant. Cannonball twant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor twant for your twant only from from Russia with twant. No, no twant for old men. Yeah, you only twant twice. The hills have twant. Yeah. Twants on twants on a plane. Twant raker. No country for old twants. Octa octa twant. Octa twant. <laughs> How about twant a pussy? Yeah. <laughs> Good, goodwill twanting. Golden Ooh. twant. Um, the twant I mean, is I'll not enough. The bonds out. Yeah, twant another day. Twant royale. With cheese. Yeah. <laughs> twant fall. The man, the man who, the man who fell to twant. Ooh. Yeah. Man on the twant. Never say twant again. I won't. I, will, I promise I won't. Now, we have a new member. Asado Fortune has joined the WCBS membership program, and it's the perfect time to uh, address this. Folks, yesterday I had the honor and the pleasure to sit down and interview two of the writers from X-Men the Animated Series, Eric and Julia Leewald. It was an amazing interview. If you guys enjoyed the J, uh, excuse me, the J, not J. Michael Straczynski, the J.W. Rinsler interview, or the one with the creator of uh, an artist from Clone Wars, then you're going to love this. Now, this is part of something new that we're working here on the channel. This is part of the membership program, and this is what you're going to get from us. So this video is over an hour long. It's going to be edited over the weekend. I'm going to put music and change it up. We did it to the nines. We filmed everything. We got cameras, all of this stuff. It's not exactly what you think in terms of, like, we went to their house. No, we did it digitally, but it's way different. Way The production quality is way higher. So we wanted to give you guys something exciting to join the membership program. And so we're gonna give you guys more produced content in this way. So I'm working to make connections with other uh, creators that have worked on the shows that we all grew up with. And I'm creating a definitive series, essentially, to interview those creators, to talk with them and to learn more about the shows. You know, I 
talked to them for so long. I learned so much about the X-Men that I never knew before. I learned about their thoughts on when the when they heard the music, their favorite parts of the music. We got to talk about their X-Men collection of merchandise that they pulled off, you know, the old Pizza Hut box or the old um, Chef Boyardee can. Like, Lee Walds are people that loved their job and they're so proud of their work on X-Men. They produced awesome content. They're two books and they're some of the nicest people you can interview. They're, they're as excited for the show as we are. They understand the gravity of the show and they're thankful and grateful for all the fans out there. So folks, if you want to hear that interview, that'll be out next week on the WCBS membership program. It's the only way you're going to get it. I am going to release little clips. I'm going to release little tidbits to let people know what you're missing out on, but I will never release this full video to regular YouTube. So folks, all you got to do is join the $5 membership tier level and you'll have access to that forever. And we're going to shoot to make those available for everybody at just the $5 tier. So everything else that you guys want extra will always be extra. And we'll even give you a little more too. But Next week, be on the lookout for that. And remember, folks, all of this membership program content goes over to Patreon as well. So if you're already supporting WCBS and you don't want to do it twice, which eh, we don't blame you, we get it. But if you want to stick with that platform, that's cool. We're going to make everything accessible over there. Uh, we're going to put the... We gotta put the movie review over there still, and other than that, we'll be above we'll be above board and up to date with everything. So folks, if you love X-Men the Animated Series as much as I do, come back and hang out with us. And if you want more, just tell me what shows you want me to talk about with the creators. My goal is to get the entire Fox lineup. Who is at the top of that mountain? Well, I won't even tell you. Because we already may have been there, or we may have something lined up already. I won't tell you. But be on the lookout for those starting next week. All right, guys. So let's... Uh, check in with the audience, and then we will get tonight's show off to the races. Because, Kendo, the first topic is of important note to you in regards to TMNT. <clears throat> and we get to make fun of Seth Rogen, your favorite celebrity to talk shit about. So tonight's going to be a great show I, I've already, I've already had the fucking haymakers thrown at me on the internet because I upset nerds when I shit talk Seth Rogen after the trailer drop for the Ninja Turtle movie. Or, yeah, the new Turtles <laughs> thing. But he did funny old version, and that was great. Like, why? Is that because it's a fucking biopic about you? <laughs> you know, it, wait, somebody actually said that Seth Rogen did 40-Year-Old Virgin, and that's why the Ninja Turtles is going to be great? Uh, he tried giving them the credit for the disaster artist and a few other things, too. Somebody else He's... called Seth Rogen racist, and they got banhammered from the TMNT page. But the thing is, Seth Rogen's just an actor. He did not write that. the movies that people want to give him credit for. And the shit he did write, like the interview, fucking blew. And he didn't even he couldn't even handle the critiques of that. We'll talk about how uh, he's, weak he's, his ego he's, is. He's a very soft, soft individual. Super <laughs> soft. I think he's a twant. He's really soft. He's very soft. Super <laughs> soft. No, like because he lives in LA. A lie. Super soft. Like, like alpaca. I just yeah. want to throw this orange at him that I'm holding right now. Like, hey, Seth Rogen. It was a run by Fruity. <laughs> a run by God damn it. Robert Holmes will miss you. Dude, Mrs. Doubtfire is still his best movie. Drunk on Tacos has joined the WCBS membership program as well okay. as our friend uh, Sato Fortune. Uh, Drunk on Tacos, thank you for everything. I see you on social media. Always try to give those likes back to you guys. Check out Drunk on Tacos if you want to laugh on Twitter. I'll see if I can find the exact comment. Talk amongst yourselves. Well, while you look for that, uh, Nick, you want to pick a number between 1 and 69, and uh, we'll check with the audience while Kendo looks up stuff? Sure. 47. All right. 47 it is.
<laughs> We're working on the show. Uh, I never get folks. tired of that. <laughs> no, you won't. Never will. So beyond our friend um, Shrubbles08 who sends in the word of the day, we got to check in with everybody else who's out there. Uh, folks, again, we'd like to thank and welcome all of the new members of the channel, all of the new uh, subscribers of the channel, all that wonderful stuff. So um, thank you. We, uh, we appreciate all the love and support, and we're here to produce more content and entertain you guys each and every day. But we want to thank the people who are supporting WCBS all the time as well. And uh, first off, our friend Adama says, Good evening, everyone. Thoughts on the YouTuber calling everyone the R-word for Seth Rogen Ninja Turtle trailer negativity? It seems to me that guy's a little bit off. Also, it's me, Austin. Well, Adama, we'll press that button for you in just a moment. I, Adama... I have a video coming out tomorrow. Now, we made a video earlier in the week about the April O'Neil situation, but the I have R, the definitive the R word. The R word, you know, the hard R word, and not the anagram of ginger. Um, Ranger? You know, the, Riri. Riri Williams. Yes, our favorite ethnic superhero. Said no one ever. Who? Oh, okay, the R word, yeah. Well, maybe, maybe if these people aren't acting that way, then they wouldn't be called that. So there you go. I, but Adama, the point I want to make too on top of that is that YouTuber is really... Look, if you don't like the trailer, that's completely fine. It doesn't matter if you like or dislike something. The taste is subjective. There's no judgment there. But anyone that is trying to propagate the whole you only hate this movie because April's black, you're a bigot, is that hard R word, the YouTuber I'm talking about. Because... Again, we have the definitive video tomorrow. April O'Neil was not black in the comic books. No. Got fucking proof. Tomorrow's video will show you panel by panel by page, page issue numbers, everything. Excuse me, no page numbers, just issue numbers. Liner notes from Eastman and Laird, interviews with Peter Laird, a discussion from Kevin Eastman. We got it all in the video. No more of this shit. The reason I'm making it this way is so anytime you go on Twitter and you see this misinformation, you send him a WCBS video that smacks him in the face with facts. Don't need to have outrage. Don't need to get angry. Don't need to yell at a camera. I just hit him with cold, hard facts. So tomorrow, come back for that and do us a favor. Share it. Spread the word because that's how we're going to beat this shit too with the cold, hard facts. Anyone out there that wants to say, I feel like April's black, I feel like you need an eye appointment, okay? Take your ass to fucking Target and go to the optometry center. Ain't working. Now, we got to press that It's Me Austin button, and uh, I think we'll be, then we'll continue to move forward. So, good old Stone Cold Steve Austin, here you are. Who's that Pokemon? It's me, Austin! Oh, son of a bitch! God, still one of the worst payoffs to an angle of all time. Maybe the worst. Oh, no. no. Hornswoggle being McMahon's son is just one I can think of off the top of my head that's shittier. <laughs> yeah, that one was also extremely fucking bad of a payoff. Anything with Kennedy was disappointing, too. They just yeah, because the yeah, there was so much fucking potential there, and they just kept fucking that one up. Uh... Folks, what are some of your other favorite WWF slash WWE dropped balls and fucking wasted angles? Do us a favor, send that us, send that to us so we can talk about it during the wrestling segment of the show because tonight, folks, when we do get there, legalized betting on the WWE is a conversation that's happening from the WWE. And so now <laughs> we're entering the world of betting on fixed. You could already wrestling. bet on WWE, though. That's the funny thing. 
yeah. you had to do it through like, you know, Ladbrokes or, you know, William Hill or, you know, like a bookies over in England and Ireland and stuff like that. They would take bets on it because that's you how you told me because I would have bet and won tens of thousands of dollars based on WWE's predictable booking. Well, the funny thing is that's how like I found out Orton was going to win the, the Royal Rumble a few years ago because like I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how within like the last 48 hours, his odds have just completely fucking dropped. I'm like, wait, there's people handica- handicapping the WWE? And <laughs> I went and I looked and sure as shit, oh yeah, there you could fucking bet on every pay-per-view, whatever, like. You know, Ronda Rousey versus like uh, Sharty Blackfart and and Survivor Series. I think Ronda was like minus four thousand dollars. So you'd have to bet four thousand dollars to win a dollar. So, yeah, I mean, you could already bet on WWE. My whole thing is the fact that WWE wants to get involved in it. That makes me kind of raise my eyebrows a bit and be like, I don't know if I want to bet on it anymore if WWE is involved because you know who's going to be betting on this shit and then manipulating Vince. behind the scenes. Yeah, it's Vince McMahon. He's going to be fucking betting on it. He's going to be like the Pete Rose of wrestling betting. The only difference being Pete Rose never bet on his own team to lose and has been scapegoated. So that's the big difference there. Vince will be like, oh, yeah. It's going to be Austin Terry versus uh, Roman Reigns for the title. And Roman's got really short odds. I'm going to bet on Austin Terry, and he's going to win. God damn it. We snorting all sorts of cocoa chocolate titties. The WWE <laughs> should not be able to do this because they're just going to fucking – Game manipulate the, the fucking yeah they're gonna fucking game the system of course they are oh god and, 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 and you, anything yeah. involving vince mcmahon and the wwe has ever screamed on the level totally <laughs> that's 100 true he's the most crooked businessman ever and yet he's still just is like still still making it still still doing okay it seems like well, well not dude, really um i was watching the vice dark side of the ring about the steroid trial today and i was just like man mcmahon was fucking teflon at times like he if you got money, folks, in this country, you can buy your way out of anything. Jerry McDevitt convinced even me that Vince McMahon was a good guy. <laughs> well, and like, you know, it's it's really shitty that he's come back and forced his way back in and things like that. Because it seemed like there, there for a bit there was some light at the end of the tunnel. Things were getting a little bit better. Things were happening. And uh, he doesn't... He's. <laughs> He's like the old man who just doesn't want to let go. It's like, you need to let this fucking go and let somebody else manage it who's better than you. Because you've done a shit, a, a piss poor job, and don't know what you're doing, and just need to calm the fuck down and go like go, go to an old buff person's nursing home and just work out all day until your arms fall off. Do those exist? Is there a big? Market I don't for fucking that? know, man. Because we should start that. It would be for it's like an old people's home for ex wrestlers and like guys that can't lift anymore, and it's just you got <laughs> nurses and orderlies that like one like will hear them like yeah Vince tell me about the time you squatted a thousand pounds. Well, damn it, I was in Nova Scotia. Like, you know, we should create that for the rich, egotistical old guy that can't do it anymore. We will provide a service to make you feel like you're still in your prime. Fuck. We should actually do that. We make some bank. Um, uh, Shrubbles08 asks for uh, buttons, so we'll press those real quick. You want a Joe Rogan slap nut and something else, and then we'll, uh, then we'll continue on with the show. So, uh... First off, you requested the Joe Rogan slap nut, and as we always say on World Class Bullshitters, ask and ye shall receive. Did you see that guy accidentally hit that moose with his car? No. Holy shit. Jamie, pull that video up.
Hell yeah, I got right back at the remote per perfect moment to see that shit. <laughs> and then we'll do one more so we can keep the flow of this show go rolling. This show rolling tonight, folks. Keep sending in your super chats. We'll read all those tonight. We appreciate when you do because it does help keep the lights on here and it gives us a chance to make you more content. And as you know, I'm making more all the time. Ah, and here we go. A good one to bring us back. The She-Hulk Predator. All right. So it's ugly. It's green. It's not Ninja Turtles, but it's something that should be put down equally quickly. So... What do you think her morning breath is like? Don't, I, I don't want to know. <laughs> it can, can, can peel paint. Limburger cheese. <laughs> Either it can peel paint or melt, melt lead. I don't know. It's one or the other. I'd be afraid of... If we still had after hours, I think we should bring that back because I'm not going to talk about that now. It's like, mm. <laughs> something about being afraid of being with a green woman would be an interesting conversation. Could you get, like, gamma radiation from her... Never mind. They already did a Spider-Man story about I'm that, where he really. gave Mary Jane cancer from his semen, so... Oh, God. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a terrible story, either. It's called Spider-Man Rain. Uh... <laughs> Joseph Yanovich, I have no clue what you're talking about, but you're making me laugh, man. So, now it's time to talk about probably the most kendo segment we've ever had on the channel. It involves his least favorite chuckle fuck of an actor... His favorite property from childhood, and the mm. same bullshit fuckery that's happening to every major property in entertainment. The inevitable changes they make to bring in a modern audience. Now, we here at the channel are aware that you do need to update, and you do need to modernize. That'd be like saying, oh, in 1982, when John Carpenter released The Thing, it should have been in black and white and shot on the same film stock because the original was. No, no, no. We understand you have to modernize and update and change to make things appealing. And especially when you're making a kids-focused property, you gotta make it look attractive like the other movies out there that are trying to get your kids to buy their toys. So, from a trailer standpoint, from a visual standpoint, this to me looks just like Into the Spider-Verse, which is, you know, not original at all. But the conversation that's really popping up online is one based in ignorance. The fact that April O'Neil is black in this iteration of the film, and people are using Twitter to justify wrongly that she's always been black because of a couple of pictures where April O'Neil had a perm in a comic book. Guys, we talk all the time about, jokingly, about cultural appropriation and shit, but it seems like these random-ass people on Twitter just think that ethnic people are a haircut. Still. <laughs> Hey, and I love those. Those are the ones who are trying not to be racist. They're like, "Oh, she's black. Look at her hair. Look at her hair." It's like that's fucked up. That's yeah. fucked up. And also, I love how the ones who are saying that are like too fucking young. They were born. They were born in like the two thousand, the early two thousands. They've never touched the goddamn eighties like we have. Like you, yeah. They don't fucking know. They just don't fucking know. Yeah, dude. I pulled in the video that we have coming up. Like I said, there's tons of footage. There's tons of videos or pictures in it about you know points and stuff. But like. You know, there's pictures of Cher and Sigourney Weaver. They had the big hair like that. Um, you guys ever seen Scarface? It was the 1980s. Everyone had hair like that. Yeah, even Kelly LeBrock at times. She's the best looking woman in that decade, even though I hate the hairstyle. But I digress. No, even the woman in Scarface, the sister, has the same exact haircut as April O'Neil. It's this big permed look. So everyone's jumping onto that, using it to defend uh, this new trailer. And you got, you know, 
a lot of people fighting. Some big YouTubers like Young Ripa and Angry Joe have had some words, which we'll talk about in a moment. But uh, this is WCBS. This is our show, and you're here for us. So, Kendo, what did you think of this new trailer? And um, how do you feel about April O'Neil's appearance, if you even have an opinion of it? Well, so I watched the trailer. It, it didn't blow me away. I thought it looked kind of stupid because they made him really childish, which is weird. I don't know if that's like the new thing, um, but they were acting like little kids and goofing around and all that stuff. It's like, how are these guys supposed to take on the Foot Clan and defeat Shredder when they're essentially like 10? So there was that aspect of it. Um, the fact that in there it said from the permanent teenager Seth Rogen made me want to fucking puke. Um, and then the fact that April O'Neil's black, it's like, okay, but did they have to make her dumpy looking too? That's like, you could either make her black and not dumpy, or you can make her black and dumpy. So it's like, why, why did she, why does she also have to look dumpy as well? So there was that. And then Donatello having glasses, I'm just like, stop it. If he's a mutant, and this is my, this was the same bitch I had with fucking dickhead Michael Bay's fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I know. Daddy's pissed. So anyway, um, yeah, it was the same thing. It's like if they have the mutagen, which heals them and makes them better and makes them improved and everything like that, why does he have bad eyesight? You know, that, that makes no fucking sense. Why would he have bad eyesight if he's got the mutagen, which gives him, you know, incredible healing powers and regenerative powers and, you know, growing powers and all sorts of other things? It's like, why, why, why would... The, the the why would he have glasses that makes no sense so there was that aspect of it too and just overall this the trailer didn't sell me i just was like whatever like i the fact that april was black was like the lowest on the totem pole of reasons why i thought this movie looks or that trailer looks stupid and wasn't selling me on the movie am i gonna go see it probably just so i can shit on it the same reason why i went and saw the michael bay movie in the theaters was so i could be able to criticize it and ha have have reasons to do so Nick, did you have any uh, strong feelings like Kendo did around this trailer? She doesn't look dumpy. She looks like a lesbian. There's a difference. I think she looks like Velma. We got a shitload of responses <laughs> to our tweet. Some were good. Some were bad. Some was like, that's racist. I'm like, how is it racist that she looks like Velma? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't get it. No, no, no. No, she doesn't look like Velma. And it's like, I don't know. Once again, it's, it, it's a weird thing because they're saying it's for kids. But the property is so old that you have to be an adult to understand what it is and who it and like who they are and things like that. So I think them saying it's for kids is just them like, you know, trying to say, oh, it's not for you, it's for kids, you're too old or whatever. It's like, no, we grew up with this, we know what it is. They're they're not unless it's, unless it's not on TikTok, they, they don't know what the fuck it is. They don't care about the, the show or the cartoon. They don't even buy action figures. It's not what they do. So I don't know, like I guess they're trying to get them into it so that they can <clears throat> sell them more shit as usual. But I don't know. It's 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 so fucking weird. I hate I hate when they do this. I fucking hate when they do this. When they try to say the property's for kids, but it's an old property from like thirty to forty years ago. That wasn't they, for kids. If you ever read the comic, that's very true. That's very very true. Uh, which I haven't, but I I know from from you guys that it was quite violent and it was um I think it was the foot soldiers weren't robots, Nick. They became robots when they made the cartoon. They had to be kids friendly. Oh, the the foot soldiers were real people and they were getting depacketated and everything in the comic books. Oh yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. I've went back and I read the first three issues to get prepared for you know content and stuff we're making, and I've always known that the turtles were a much grislier uh, affair on the paper pa or the pages than they were on TV, and that seems what we keep pulling from. Like the movie's based more on the comic book, and 
guys, the turtles, look at Kendo. Kendo, you're older than your average, or you're the perfect age for the turtles. You're the yeah. reason why they're able to make Ninja Turtles or Batman. You're the reason why they're able to have a, a never-ending toy line based on a cartoon that ended 30 years ago. Like, my, I find it interesting that the Ninja Turtles needs to do this or try to stay relevant when in reality, it's one of the few things like G.I. Joe and now Power Rangers that just has stuck around in a way that no one could have foreseen. And it like, it re, basically you can redo the same shit. For example, I'm gonna use toys. Turtles are so popular. You can have NECA make the $50, the $27 to $50 figures. You can have the one company best action make the cheaper $20 equivalent. And that's just at the at Target right now, and that's based on the original cartoons. You gotta remember, this one toy line still so popular, they can have every character, not just the four turtles in perpetuity. We're talking like every side character ever. And this is at mm -hmm. retail. They don't need to get pre-ordered. They don't need to be sold exclusively online. They go to Target. They go to retail. NECA covers this shit. Turtles is beyond popular. I'm just, I'm convinced that the Ninja Turtles could make a shitload of money you know, a couple hundred million dollars at the box office and not even worry about kids. You could honest, I don't, I think yeah. I don't need this for me. I'm not sitting here screaming that I need this for me, but I'll make you a bet. You could do a, basically a reimagining of the comic book as a film and kind of keep the tone and make a shitload of money. And it would be well-received just like the original one. Mm -hmm. You could easily, easily because the people that are buying, like, Here's the thing. You talk about the, the the figures in the store and stuff. You know what people the figures are in the store that people are buying? It's the original series stuff. That like the TNT Ultimates, those are original figures. Those are just the remakes of the original series figures with the side characters, all that other shit. That's what that's what they're selling. They are, you know, Turtles in Time figures, those all sell too. The original movie, 1990 figures, those also sell. That's the stuff that keeps being made. That's the stuff that keeps selling. You don't see any of the other reboot series Ninja Turtle stuff in the stores ever, or at least not even making anything close to it. Like, I don't even think I've ever seen Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles thing. And the only reason why I know that exists is because my nephew watched it, said he didn't like it because Raphael was the leader now. He was bigger than everybody else in April and he was black. So I called him a racist and told him, get out of my fucking car, and I made him walk home. But <laughs> Good. I would have done the same thing. I don't care how yeah, old he is. Don't handle that shit in my family. I don't care if it's 50 fucking miles. Hit the bricks, kid. So, but that's the thing. It's like they were marketing it to him and he still didn't like it because his reference to the Ninja Turtles was the original shit. It was the cartoon that he watched at his uncle's house. It was the, the movie from 1990 that he watched at his uncle's house. So his entire reference to the Turtles was that in the reboot from like 2002, 2003-ish when they made another movie, TMNT, from what I understand, it's not terrible. I've never watched it, but I do have a DVD of it at home that my sister gave me. Maybe I'll watch that when I get home. Sailor Mercury, you're out of your fucking mind. But that's that's what I'm going to do. I, I will give that a shot because I've tried watching some of the other Turtle stuff, and it just doesn't appeal to me because they're making it not for me. They're making it for me to want to sit down and show my kids that this is the Ninja Turtles. Isn't it great? No. My kids watch Ninja Turtles. You know what he watched? The fucking cartoon Ninja Turtles. I made him sit down and watch him. He has no idea what the hell's going on. He's like eight months old or 10 now. But, you know, when he starts watching that stuff, you know what he's going to watch? That series of Ninja Turtles. He's going to watch the original movie. He's going to watch the shit that dad watched because that's the good stuff. 
Maybe the reboot series is good. I don't know. Nick, do you think maybe you could find a copy of that for me somewhere? And um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll look into it, man. Yeah, and you know we'll go from there. But I everything but Kendo, that they you're make, proving my point big time. Like like you just said, yeah, I was trying to prove your point. I was trying to help. You are. You're doing a good job. And yeah, I'm excited to see honestly who your kid's favorite turtle is in the future because the next generation is important. Yeah, I, it, if he's like me, he's going to pick Raphael. And I'll be like, dude, don't pick him just because that's dad's favorite. Dad picked him because he wore red and he was an asshole. And that's kind of how your father was when he was about seven years old. So <laughs> You wore a lot of it, red, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, red was like my jam. I, I wore red. It, did, it, it helped that my favorite football and baseball team wore red as well. The hockey team wore blue. That kind of threw shit off. But, um, yeah, so it's like there's there's all that. It's like. I, he, he, I'll let him pick whoever he wants. Like my sister even asked her, like, are you going to name him after a Ninja Turtle? And I'm like, ideally, yes. He would be named after all four of them. My kid would have five names. However, one, I don't want him to get his ass kicked. All right. He's going to get beat up every day at the, on the playground. If somebody, if he's named that. And two, I don't want to just him, him into, um, you know, a particular box. And see, that's the, tur- that, that actually looks cool because they're wearing like the elbows and the knees of the movie turtles. And they've got the bandanas and everything like that. I don't, I'm not, a, I find that look pretty cool. I, do I don't too. know what the cartoon of the version of it looks like because this I is it. This is, this is from the cartoon. There's a 2003 no, show. This is no, I meant like the it. show. I don't know what the show's like. I've never watched the show because when that show came out in 2003, I was 20 years old and I still was like, I'll watch the original ones. I don't know if I want to watch the new ones. They might suck because everything that's remade usually sucks. So I never watched it. I, wasn't really watching this religiously because I was, what, 15 when it came out? So I had other nerdy stuff I was into, probably mostly art. But I would see this every once in a while because, you know, Saturday morning cartoons aren't a thing. But when I'd flip through, I'd catch it. This show is dark. This show is, from what I've seen, I think this is the one Turtle cartoon I would watch every episode over the 80s one. Because my favorite part of the 80s one is the introduction. And it's so epic, you know. But... The further you go with every cartoon from a certain era, and it's not just uh, Turtles, it's Ghostbusters, it's Spider-Man, it's X-Men, it's James Bond Jr., it's Gadget. The further you go in the production run, the animation suffers, the writing suffers. Well, the writing doesn't suffer in X-Men, but the animation and stuff suffers across these shows, and it changes. And so I think a lot of the shows, especially back when we were growing up, they start out strong. They're great. They're amazing. And then about season three, they get lazy, and then they all fall off. And this show... This was pretty tight, and I think the final episode is a crossover where they meet the original Ninja Turtles from the 1980s, and together they all fight Shredder and Krang and everybody. So if you're like a fan of the lore, I'm pretty sure this one's more accurate to the comic than any iteration. So if you like that version of Turtles, man, this might be for you. I do. Oh, the comic Turtles is by far my favorite because that's just straight-up fucking gritty and raw and what the guys that created it. Oh uh, yeah, I've got I've got the last run and last run was fucking great. I read all five of those. Not gonna give any spoilers here, but the turtles die. That's part of the premise of the whole thing. So there's that. Uh, I won't tell you who the last Ronin is unless you want me to tell you, in which case I will. Um, if you're very upset, just close your eyes and ears right now. Ha! <laughs> Tricked them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. all of this stuff makes me happy that we grew up when we did it just makes me realize that 
either Hollywood's really lazy, which we know is the answer, or we just grew up in a really good time where this stuff is worth constantly rebooting and remaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, yeah. The fact that they just keep constantly doing it and keep failing at it, you know, tells you that um, <clears throat> I guess it's worth their time to keep to keep investing money into it. Now, there's a fight going on between Angry Joe and um, Young Rippa. Now, we're all uh, Young Rippa's a friend of this channel. He's been on WCBS before. Uh, Andrew, one of his content manager, co-host of the High Council. So we're very cool. Uh, with the Ripaverse and all that stuff, and very happy for his success. Oh, me meow. Huh? Uh, the TMNT, sorry to cut in, but TMNT 2003 is currently available for streaming on Paramount Plus. Oh, oh thank you. Gotcha. I was looking to uh, see if it was on Blu-ray, because I'm like, yeah, this show's pretty good. It is good. not. It doesn't look like it. Uh, the series has never been released to home video, but the complete series has yet to be released. With the seventh season being the only one with no divid release of any kind. So there is, I, I look, there's no like complete box set mumbo jumbo dealy. So I'm either going to have to watch it on the Paramount Plus, which I have because I don't want to watch Manchester United lose in Europe in Spanish. <laughs> and um, yeah, so there you go. I if, guess if, I will be watching that once I finish King of the Hill. Um, if you like it, let me know. I'll, I'll pull, I'll, I'll acquire just, it. Just, let's do it anyway. Okay, that's fine. Now, YouTuber Joe Vargas, a.k.a. Angry Joe, requests an apology from fellow YouTuber and ISOM creator Eric July after July called out Vargas for a number of false accusations he made against him. Vargas went after July, Ripperverse colorist and uh, Inglorious Rex creators, uh, on Twitter, accusing them of racism and wanting to sexualize young children for the reaction to not only the race swapping of April O'Neil, but the dumpy character design in the upcoming TMNT film Mutant Mayhem. July criticized the race swap and design writing on Twitter, tell me you didn't pay money for this. See, the new TMNT animated reboot ops to tokenized April O'Neil as a fat black woman? Mm -hmm. The result, this has resulted in fake fans spreading an already debunked misinformation. DOA full video is already live on YouTube. So, this whole thing, people are just going on and on and on about it. Vargas took issues with these valid criticisms, accusing them of being racist and weirdos. He tweeted, racists, April O'Neil is white, not black. I'm tired of being replaced. This is BS. Woke, woke, Wait, woke. that's the R word you were talking about? Um, Maybe this is what he's calling him racist. I don't know. I thought another YouTuber. I thought it was, people... you know, you know, R for, you know what, do you have yeah. a knife? Knife after dark. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought it was too, man. That's what I thought it was too. But apparently now the ra word racism is the art word that you can't say either fuck we're gonna have no words to be able to say anymore once they ban all the good ones <laughs> well, unfortunately it's true yeah like they, they ban all the really good words like you can't say this anymore it's like well shit and it's like what well, my 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 response is well are they acting like one well there you go July went to YouTube to offer his response to Vargas as well. After reading Vargas's tweet, July came to the conclusion. So he's likening me to a racist or a pedophile. Okay, that doesn't... And he does that by showing me actually right here saying something about this whole situation. And then July responds with, that makes him a punk bitch. <laughs> anything, I'm not going to play around with anything. <laughs> That's a good and one. I don't play with it, man. When people make these ridiculous accusations, especially when you're a business owner and stuff. Uh, I Believe me, I know the, the, the pitfalls of all that. You got to protect yourself and be careful. And somebody like Angry Joe going to go out there and run their mouth because of... Wait, wait, wait. I got, a quick, I got a quick question. Isn't Eric July black? <laughs> yes, he is. So he's being, so. Called, he's being called racist because he thinks April O'Neil being black is, is a bad thing? Correct. 
wow, we have <laughs> entered an entirely new. Just different... so, just so you're aware, ang- Angry Joe's white. Just so you're aware. So okay, well, he's wow. Hispanic. Okay, so, so be careful. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hispanic. I'm sorry. Hispanic. Pink or whatever they call it now. Paradigm shift here because I get if I'm like, man, this new April O'Neil looks like shit. They made her black and fat. Somebody <laughs> calling me like, you know body shaming and a racist it's like well that argument's probably not going to hold water if you actually knew me but at the same time it's like okay yeah white guys can't say these things apparently anymore but the fact that a black dude is like yeah this is stupid they made april black she's supposed to be white and he's being called a racist for it wow this is an incredible (laughs) new field of argumenting on the internet that we have ventured into boys like this is this is incredible new horizon i Hmm. I don't know how to. I don't. I don't know where we go from here, because it's like if everything's racist, then nothing's racist. Apparently, that's how to yeah, end up. I, I guess. I always am. Where do I fall in the paradigm too? Because like, if Young Ripa can be racist, I guess I can't. Oh shit, guys! I guess I have to look in a mirror tonight when I'm done with the show and really, really have a reconciliation with myself. Am I going to be this terrible person? Because I mean, taste in pop culture. <laughs> yes, yes. You, yes. I ain't changing shit. Fuck this movie, man. This looks dumb. <laughs> it does. And I, I like how, like, he pull, pointed out the dumpiness, too. It's like, okay, we're going to make April black. What do black people, black women look like? They have fat asses and thick thighs. All right, let's go with it. It's like, whoa, whoa, oh, hang on. Look, slow down there, Seth. <laughs> Wait. Did you just say fat asses? Fat asses. Don't we have a fat asses button somewhere on this channel? We do. We do. do. Rick and Scott Steiner, let me welcome you back. Oh, Team 3D, you guys are out of your mind. Coming to Atlanta, Georgia, the place that the Steiner brothers got their start in professional wrestling. You guys are out of your mind making it a table match because tonight we're going to beat you at your own game. And after it's all said and done, you're going to be taking splinters out of your fat asses all night long because you got some fat asses. The only chance you have, you have no chance, but you had a chance, is that you can run lickety split. Because you can't run because you got some fat asses. And after it's sun done, we're going to have a tailgate party for all my freaks out there in Atlanta, Georgia. You want. So, essentially, the argument is going to be April's constantly going to be getting caught by the Foot Clan because she can't run because she's got a fat ass. <laughs> So the turtles are going to have to constantly be. I mean, they were already saving April quite a bit, but every once in a while, April would, you know, have a good game and, you know, do a good job. But this time, like, she's not going to be able to get away from the foot because she's got a fat ass. She could run, but she can't because she's got a fat ass. Yeah, no lickety split. You know, why, why didn't they just, they could have April as whatever the fuck she's supposed to be. And then she could have like a news team, like person or like a cameraman. That's not the one dude that they had anymore. It's they could have somebody else and make them black. I mean, that would work. You could do that. I, I don't, I don't understand why there's like this constant need. No, to Kim, try you to... can't have a titular character be black. It has to be one of the main characters. Don't you fucking know this? No, I don't. Okay. So I don't understand the argument here. It's like, why? If, Say they decided to make a movie about Shaquille O'Neal and they wanted to appeal to me. I'm already going to like Shaq for who he is. I think he's funny as hell and he was a good basketball player. But if they had him played by like a white dude, I'd be like, well, that's not right because Shaq's black. And I don't like the fact – like why are you trying to like sell the movie to me by by doing that? That's stupid. 
that doesn't make any sense. It's like, but if they're like, Shaq's got a teammate and his name is Josh Williams and he's like a white dude with red hair, then I'd be like, okay, that's fine. I don't give a shit. Sure. I'm not watching the movie for him. I'm watching it for Shaq, but okay. It's like, I, that's the part I don't get. It's like, we want to sell it to an audience that already probably watches it, but do we also want to be patronizing as well and saying, we want you to be represented, but we don't want to give you your own character. We're just going to give one of the existing characters a new fucking coat of paint and hope that you like it. It's like, I don't know. To me, that just seems kind of demeaning and patronizing. Welcome to Hollywood. <laughs> they take they take the easiest route to make them seem like they're altruistic and they're just really just assholes. That's yeah, all it just, boils down to. It's 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 also just smacks of laziness. It's like we didn't want to bother to create a new character for this demographic. We're just going to use an old one. I, I don't get it. Yeah, <clears throat> it's like when they remade the Magnificent Seven. It's like we need to have a black dude in charge of the Magnificent Seven. It's like okay, well, here's the problem: you're remaking a very very like iconic movie, and Yul Brenner was a brown sort of a brown dude. And he was from Russia. So I'm not sure what you're going for here, but okay. And then try to uh, fucking replace the coolness of Steve McQueen with somebody else. It's never going to work. Chris Pratt, fucking, right? Can't do that, man. Can't do that. Yeah. yeah Chris, Pratt. Try, Chris Pratt, as cool as he is, he's not Steve McQueen. Oh, I would never have that conversation with a straight face. I just was making sure that's the character he played. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. replaced Yul Brenner. Charles Bronson, uh, Steve McQueen, all sorts of these iconic people, and expected us to be like, that's totally okay. It's like, no, there is no other Charles Bronson out there. All right, the dude's dead. Just no one's going to be as badass as that guy. I mean, all those Death Wish movies, the first one was great. They all started to kind of suck quite a bit as you went on, but you didn't <laughs> care because it was Charles Bronson shooting people. Oh, yeah. I mean – they remade it with Bruce Willis, and even Bruce Willis couldn't do what Charles Bronson did, and it's Bruce fucking Willis. So. God, yeah. dude, I remember, I remember, the, tra was, I remember the trailer. I remember the, the, when the trailer came out. There was such, there was such bullshit controversy. It's like, oh, it's a, it's a white cop shooting two black guys in the trailer. It's like, you need to watch the fucking movie for context. You can't just be yeah. mad at that. I'm sorry. Yeah, James Coburn was in that movie. Fucking, uh, God damn it, what's his name? He was uh, the, the main antagonist in Basketball too, which was funny as shit. Uh, fucking something Vaughn. Eli Wallach is in that movie playing a Mexican, so you could kind of have a problem with that, maybe. Um, <laughs> but even then, like, the Bruce Willis death wish wasn't even that bad. I thought my dad and I went and watched it. We thought it was kind of cool. We didn't think it was Bronson cool, but it was cool for what it was. They weren't Branson good either, huh? No. True. reference. It is. Um, the Magnificent Seven still ranks for me as one of the best movie themes of all time. I was taking a walk the other day. And I was walking back home and I put that on. I was like, yeah, I'm just motivated. So great music. <laughs> we should do a Western month here on the channel. Dude. Dude, it, it, if you ever get back onto Paramount Plus to watch that Ninja Turtles, they got all sorts of fucking Westerns. They I have a whole category. Oh, good. Because they have an entire Westerns category. Yeah, and there are times. We do a Western comic in the future. So there's Ooh. times where, where the missus and the baby take a nap on a Saturday for a few hours and I watch a Western. You are old school to, I would say to a fault, but that's not a bad thing. So hey, that's I get it. I, respect. I get it from my grandfather who was born on a reservation was half Ojibwe. He fucking loved cowboy and Indian movies. He did not give a shit. <laughs> fucking John Wayne was his hero. 
No. My grandma watched a shitload of westerns, including the TV shows like Bonanza yeah. and all that crap, but all the movies too. Yeah. My grandparents fucking loved Gunsmoke for the longest yeah. time. <laughs> I've never watched an episode of it, but I, I'm fully aware of what Gunsmoke was. I did I did watch a couple episodes of The Munsters uh, yesterday, and I was just like, God damn it, this is fucking good. <laughs> well, would you like the whole DVD series that I may own? I'll... I want to support it. I'll 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 buy it. Don't worry. Okay, good. Because the box that's like ten bucks at Walmart. <laughs> yeah, because I watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because I watched a couple episodes and I was like, "Damn, dude, this is like solidly funny." Still, it's good. I also watched uh, an old movie. What was it? Uh, Pelham, Pelham one two three. Oh, taking it Pelham one two three. That movie's fucking awesome, dude. Ro- the way Robert Shaw, I guess, offs himself was fucking terrible. Yeah. And fucking Walter Matthau—it's one of his finest roles. Outside oh my of the god, dude! Couple. Yeah, I, I didn't know it was and like it was like it was New York in the seventies. It was mm-hmm. like the whole aesthetic was awesome. I fucking loved it. I fucking yeah. loved it, dude. That one was great. I saw the remake of it. It was okay. The original is far fucking better. Yeah, the re- yeah. I mean, yeah, the remake is very, very much modern. And like Denzel Washington playing the playing the main guy was pretty good. And yeah, I enjoyed it. But I feel like the the seventies one was like it had it had something to it. I liked it. It had oh, something yeah. to it. It was great. I'm I'm actually surprised they haven't made. Dog remade Dog Day Afternoon, considering the current climate we live in. <laughs> give them, give them a minute. They, they, they might do it. They might do it. You know that fucking story. That the plot of that story is like right up 2023's ass. I mean, that's exactly that's the type of shit that back I'm then kinda... was like taboo, and now it's just like out there. And surprised kinda... they haven't had somebody remake it yet. Speaking of that, I'm, I'm surprised they haven't remade Philadelphia yet. Well. Or gave it a four K release. They're going to replace Tom Hanks with Idris Elba and uh, <laughs> Denzel Washington with uh, Mindy Kaling. It'll be great. It'll be Jesus Christ! I mean, oh my God! Yeah. You're not excited, you racist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now I well, here's the, the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You cannot have Idris Elba and Mindy Kaling in the same movie. You can't fucking do that because the, the his, white his balance wouldn't work. It, well, <laughs> <laughs> the caliber of his acting is so much better than hers. It just it wouldn't it wouldn't work at all. Just not even a little bit. No, I would totally want to go buy some cowboy boots and a hat right now. Do I it. Really do. <laughs> I'm probably going to because I mean that's the style of the area I live in, and the kids are telling me all. The, oh, dude. So one of my kids, he's a, he's a, he he does the rodeo, and he's a rider. And nice. he's going to be at the little fucking podunk rodeo place that's like a mile away by the dirt airstrip that is by the town I live in. And he asked me if I would want to go. And I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll go. I told the wife about it. I was like, yeah, we're going to go see the rodeo. I was like, one of my kids on my baseball team and my, my one of my science kids is it. She got all upset. She's like, no, 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 you are not riding any bu- bulls. I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to ride on the fucking bull. I'm going to watch him ride on the bull. I was like, I have no fucking desire to go ride on. I've never done that before, and there's a good chance I could get killed. Yeah. Anyway, so the kid's like got this big belt buckle because he won. He's like, he goes, hey, he's like, hey, coach, you like my belt buckle? I'm like, yeah, it's really nice. He goes, I'm going to get me a buckle bunny with this. I'm like, okay. He goes, you know what that? I was like, I do. Go away. These are interesting times to be alive, Kendo. Oh my god! I love it out here. It's like living, it's it, dude. It's like living in the old west out here to a degree. It's kind of fun. It's not, that's not bad, man. That's not bad. I'll, uh, yeah, that's that, that's good. That's good. Is there gold in them parts? Uh, <laughs> there's your there's uranium, but they're not allowed to dig it. <laughs> All right, life's not a garden then. Dirt, stay away from that state. Yeah. 
Now, guys, we have not been very nice about the TMNT movie, and we're not going to be. We're going to be honest about it. But one of the creators of the perpetual teenager, Seth Rogen, is in the news this week because he's opening up with how much negative reviews actually hurt him as a person. Would you like to hear about <laughs> Seth Rogen's plight? Sure, please. Let's hear some rich. Yes, rich I would like to hear Hollywood the, fuck. Yeah. talk about how sad he is. Fucking well, douchebag. I hope he hangs himself. Well, maybe if I scream loud enough to my right, he'll hear me. But <laughs> I don't want to blow my voice out. So, folks, sit down and listen to why Seth Rogen finds negative review scores devastating. Now, Seth Rogen has made some critically acclaimed movies like The Fablemans and has starred in some not-so-great movies throughout his career. The actor is now opening up about how reading opinions from film critics can be very harmful. I can't do a Seth Rogen voice, but I won't try. It would just be like something like, ho, ho, ho. But I think most critics knew how much it hurt people. What? Ho, ho, I'm Jewish and I like to smoke weed. It's like, good for you. Oh, oh, I can't. He's just a, he, honestly, when you say the phrase chuckle fuck, he's the person I think. No, 100%. Folks, go to Urban Dictionary right now and and make an entry for chuckle fuck and then just write noun. See Seth Rogen. Please, somebody do that. <laughs> somebody do that and send it to the Facebook group or he send is. it to worldclassbsml.com. It's the best mail. Dot com. Yes. I, I want that. Dot com. You know those... um. Supreme t-shirts that they make these days. It's just like the oh, red logo God, with the white it. text. Yeah. Yeah. We should make a picture that has Seth Rogen's face with that logo. It just says chuckle fuck underneath it. You think people would wear it? Yes, I would buy <laughs> yes. one. I did well, Jeff, well, 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 Jeff, you know, it's funny you say that because we have our own t-shirt store. Yes, yeah. folks, you have a body. Unless you're a floating head or a head in a jar like Richard Nixon from Futurama, which is awesome. We, we're just happy you're listening to us in the future. But more than likely, you got a torso. And that torso needs to be covered up to get into stores, shops, and to stay warm depending on the climate. So go to shopwcbs.com to get yourself a shirt to cover your torso, a hat eventually, but get a coffee cup or a beer mug. When you buy the WCBS beer glass, like some people have, uh, you get free shout-outs. All you got to do is tweet us, and we will uh, basically... Say anything you want us to. We'll talk about anything you want because basically when you buy one of our beer glasses, it's like buying a beer with us at the bar. You're part mm-hmm. of the crew forever. Free refills. You got to cover your own drink, but get the glass. Hang out with us. Really join us in that way. ShopWCBS.com, folks, right now. Now, the chuckle fuck Seth Rogen says, I think most critics, if they knew how much it hurt people that made the things that they're writing <laughs> about, they would second guess the way they write these things, he said. It's devastating. I know people who never recover from it, honestly. You. I know somebody that's never had a real fucking job before in his life. <laughs> but decades of being hurt, Kendo, it's very personal, man. How can you not feel for Seth Rogen? I mean, he's only worth $30 million. Well, actually, actually, it's 80. I looked it, right, I looked it up right now. It's 80. Oh, Is that the 80? point? So he's worth, worth more than double than I thought? Oh, boo-hoo. I'm going <laughs> to... He Word says... It's devastating when you're being institutionally told that your personal expression was bad. It's That's something that people carry with them literally their entire lives. And I get why it fucking sucks. For Green Hornet, the reviews were coming out and it was pretty bad, Rogan said. People just kind of hated it. It seemed like a thing they were taking joy and disliking a lot. But he takes solace in the fact, guys, that it made a shitload of money. So in Hollywood, it doesn't matter if your feelings are hurt. If it makes money, that's what matters the most. He's in the most fucking vain industry that's ever existed in the history of the world. 
and his feelings get hurt. Oh, poor guy. Fuck him. This just makes me think that he, I, I hate him even more now. I didn't think it was possible. It's possible. This is the epitome of fucking entitlement, bitch, fucking whining. He's got $80 million in the bank or in assets, and he's crying about a critic's not liking his movies. Well, maybe if you didn't suck and you weren't there because of who you know and you weren't doing things with your more popular, more talented friends like James Franco, you, you would understand these things. Maybe if you had a real job at some point, which you don't, and you probably haven't for a really long time. You know what sucks? You know what sucks, Seth? When your supervisor or your boss shows up and they see you in a moment where you might not be having your best outing at that time but you know you can do better and you know you're going to have a fucking meeting in their office over it. And there's a chance you might not have a job after that meeting. That's what sucks. Not the whole, the critics said I suck at acting. Well, you do. They're not lying. Get the fuck over it, you bitch. Stupid fucking frilly haired fucking wanker ass cunt. No, I hate it when these Hollywood types, they cry and act like, oh, woe is me. Fuck you. You have all the money in the world and you work in Hollywood. You are an entitled piece of shit. That's it. Fuck him. I hope he dies. I really do. I'm not yeah. just saying that for shock value either. I want to wake up tomorrow morning and find out Seth Rogen was found dead with a rope around his neck while he was jacking off so I can have an even a harder laugh about it. David Carradine style, huh? Yes. <laughs> when David Carradine did it, I didn't laugh because I like David Carradine. When Seth Rogen does it, I'm going to laugh because I don't like Seth Rogen. And you know what, Seth? If you do hear this, fucking try to sue me. You ain't going to get nothing, but you're going to make yourself look like an even bigger piece of shit than you already are, you fucking whiner. <laughs> Cry harder, bitch. Cope. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. When these when these rich Hollywood fucks are just kind of like, what was me? It's like, don't compare yourself to the to, to, to middle America or anybody, anybody down here. Don't fucking do that because you're not. I want to outlive Seth Rogen so that when he dies at the Academy Awards, when they put up the in memoriam and they show his picture, I'm going to pop champagne. You, it'll be nice, Kendo. By the time that happens, we'll be in attendance. And now people think, you guys are selling out. No, 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 no. You got to realize, My Black Ass Productions becomes the number one production company in the history of Hollywood. So, of course, we sweep the Oscars every year. So, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, because, because according, according to the new rules, we fucking have to. Yeah. You know what would be great? is we should make some bullshit documentary about like us but what we should do is then pitch it to all these places because of how diverse it is like first off the cast is this the production crew is that and it can be absolute dog shit it could be like i don't know a documentary about a dick pen or something but we should make it and see if we can dupe the academy into giving Dude, the some funny kind thing of is, participation award the funny thing is if it's a documentary about us and it's like profiling our daily lives we would be even able to inject even more diversity into it because of my relationship situation and my work situation. <laughs> like we would have diversity coming out of our ass and they would have to accept it and love it at the same time. And I cannot wait to make that, that acceptance award speech. Just be like, y'all are a bunch of fucking morons. And then I just walk off the stage. I can't wait. And I'll punch Seth Rogen right in the dick on my way out the door too. <laughs> What if he secretly listens and is like, God damn it, I liked Kendo, and now he doesn't like I don't me. care. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> Steph, if you liked me, you weren't listening because I've talked shit about you on many of occasions about how not talented you are, and you're only where you're at because of who you fucking know. You're lucky James Franco is your friend because he's far more talented than you are. Pineapple Express is a great movie, not because of you, 
It's because of James Franco and Danny McBride, who, by the way, unlike you, Seth Rogen, can play the same role in everything he fucking does, but we like it. Unlike with you. The most meta thing that's ever happened was when Jay Baruchel asked you in that fucking end of the world movie with Michael's stupid ass Sarah. Are you playing the same role you do in every other movie? And you're just like, yeah, because that's fucking accurate. Fucking Seth Rogen. I hate him more than Will Ferrell. I hate Will Ferrell. See, the thing is, I don't hate Will Ferrell the person. I hate Will Ferrell's movies because I don't find him to be entertaining. But I don't dislike Will Ferrell. I like the movies that he's not the main focus. The Goods, he makes a cameo. Fine movie. Old School, he's not the focus. Fine movie. Anchorman, it's an okay movie once you get through and get over the fact after you see it a couple times that it's not as retarded as you think it is. It's actually kind of funny. And it's actually the other people around Will Ferrell that are funny. That's That's when you can enjoy that movie. But everything else sucks. Just like Seth Rogen. But see, Seth Rogen in real life is a piece of shit person that does things like this, like cries about how his feelings are hurt when the critics who, by the way, it's their job to critique the shit you do tell you you're doing a bad job because you are get the fuck over yourself, bitch. I'm, I'm so hurt for him. Um, fuck him. <laughs> I know, dude, come on. I, look, you know, I feel similarly about entitled actors and all this crap. Like, don't try to talk down to us and then sell us your bullshit. Either yeah. be honest or fuck off. Now, I mean, I'm like thing the I... furthest thing behind all that, and I get shit talked to me all the time Yeah, on here. Like, I'm on here. People talk shit about us. We used to get way more hate mail than we do nowadays. And you know what? I, I laughed. I thought it was funny. Apparently, yeah. I'm not Seth Rogen with fucking emotions. I mean, you clearly see how it affected our psyches. Like, we just, we couldn't go on. Like, one bad email. We oh. never, ever tried again. We never did more crowdfunders or comics or anything. We never, ever did another episode because people didn't like our opinions on Rose Tico. Yes. If we were as weak as the people in Hollywood, we'd be on episode three. Yeah. Well, Marley <laughs> Fett, Marley Fett, you bring up another point that I completely forgot. When James Franco had those allegations thrown at him that didn't, I don't know if they turned out to be true or not. Seth Rogen turned on his best friend, the person that actually brought him to the dance when oh, it came yeah. to fame and fortune and just fucking chucked him right under the bus. Yeah, he threw him under the bus. That's fucking shitty. Yeah, he threw him under the bus um, over the over the over the initial allegations. It's like yeah. at least find out if like they're true or not and then make a decision. If it's over allegations, you need yeah, it's like and it's your buddy, like you said, it's the guy who brought you to the fucking dance. Like, come the fuck on, man. You can't do that. Yeah. When the allegations finally come out about Nick, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna stand by my friend. <laughs> Like, look, that's not the Nick UTM I know. And then when it comes out that they're true, I'm like, um, I don't know. I wasn't expecting that, that out woman. of him. But you know what? He he went through a rough patch, and I'm his friend. I don't agree with what he did. I don't condone what he did by any measures. But he's he's my friend, and I want to help him through this hard time by not talking to him. Do you guys remember last year? Uh, sorry, two years ago, November now, when Seth Rogen made fun of the person for having their car broken into on Twitter and everybody. Went oh after yeah. No, no, oh, it was, yeah. it was, it was Casey Neistat. Yeah. Casey Neistat. Yep. Yep. He, thanks Seth Rogen. Um, thanks for just uh, being a great relationship. Yeah. Guy. He basically, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause Casey really hated, I think it was, uh, California, but he moved back to New York. He's like, he's like, yeah, I get my car, I get my car broken into all the time. He's like, oh, well, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's California and this, that, and the other. It's like, listen, that's one thing I hate about people who, 
who think that it's the greatest state in the fucking world. It's like I've been there. I go to vacation there quite a bit because I have family there and I get to stay for free. Um, it's fun to it's fun to visit, but I could not goddamn live there. It is not worth it. I don't even want to visit it. The other day, she was talking about us taking a vacation like this summer for like a week or a weekend and go to the beach. And she's like, we can go to the beach. We can go to San Diego. We can go to Los Angeles. I'm like, or we can go to Corpus Christi. They have nice beaches. And I would rather go to Texas. Oh, yeah. I, I like Texas. I've been to Texas a lot. I would I would consider living in Texas. I don't want to go to California. <laughs> well, speaking of a man who's been to Texas, California, and every state in between because there's more than whatever, say hello to Dion Green. Baby, baby, boys and girls, children of all ages, what's up? Buddy, you missed the Seth Rogen topic, and I'm not going to make you go back. Just go and listen to it in the future. You dodged a bullet because Kendo's been on fire tonight, dude. He's pissed about a lot of stuff. Damn. Mainly Seth Rogen. Damn. I'm gonna go back I hate Seth Rogen. I really do. I mean, anybody that listens to this channel for more than five minutes knows I don't fucking like I Seth Rogen. I would love Kendo? to hear a list of people you like. <laughs> Kendo, I like, your I like you guys. Yeah, three Yeah, know. three of them are here right now. <laughs> no, people that matter. <laughs> you guys matter to me. <laughs> well... Look, gun to your head, who's worse, Seth Rogen or Woodrow Wilson? <laughs> well, obviously Woodrow Wilson because of all the ills he brought upon the fucking world and the country. But Seth Rogen's Seth still Ro alive. Seth Rogen is still alive, but at the end of the day, he's not going to get us into a bunch of fucking bullshit and foreign conflicts because he fucking rejects Ho Chi Minh and, you know, sends them down the communist path. He's not going to fucking he, sit on the sidelines and allow on a communism second, to take over and Soviet Union to rise. You realize he almost did cause that problem with his bullshit movie, The Interview. We almost got fucked by North Korea because of his dumbass. Oh, their fucking Ho Dong, you know, Wong Wong missiles can't even make it over the goddamn Sea of Japan. I'm not exactly worried about them dipshits. Fair enough. If anything, I would have just been like, listen here, Kim Jong, whatever the fuck you are at this point. Would you just, would you like to execute Seth Rogen? Will that make everything better? <laughs> Not James Franco. He's the talented one. We'd like to keep him. But would you like to just – you can have him, and you can blow him apart with an artillery piece like you did your uncle. I don't care. <laughs> Will that make us square at this point? Because if not, we're going to tell the Japanese you said some horrible shit about him. And guess whose <laughs> side they're on this time? Ours. <laughs> now, uh, Dion, welcome into the show, man. We've just uh... – we only covered the TMNT stuff and the Oscar stuff, so we got a lot of fun stuff to cover tonight, including something that we're going to love to talk about in just a minute. But since you're here, Dion, would you like to pick a number to help us transition to check in with the audience? Why, of course I would. Pick a number, please, between 1 and 69. Oh, oh 1 and 69? Oh, man, let me think about this. Number 69. Oh, Yo, Joe, first you off, you want to work out with me? Take your clothes off and lay on that bench. Whoa. Seriously, take clothes off, lay down on that bench. You want to work out with me? No. Now, we're only a few short weeks away from WrestleMania, folks. We've been tweeting out the information. Come hang out with us on Thursday of that week. We'll be at uh, Joe's Pizza in Santa Monica at 1 o'clock uh, p.m., We'll hang out, we'll get pizza, we'll literally cross the street to go check out the beach, we'll do some stuff. It's just a fun, nice fan meetup. But the bigger one will be at Universal the next day, where we're going to check out Super Nintendo World. Now remember folks, WCBS will be 
partying the entire weekend. So when you meet us at Universal Studios, it's going to be a good time. We're there to have fun with you guys because we love hanging out with the audience. Last time we really were able to do something like this was way back in 2019 in Chicago. And we haven't had an opportunity to do stuff like that. So this is the first of a new wave of things coming, including new appearances, new meetups, new hangouts. Uh, if you love WCBS, after WrestleMania, you can come meet me and hang out at the Cincinnati Comic Expo this September and then expect a whole list of new dates and arrangements uh, moving into 2024. But uh, now that we've checked in with that number, uh, let's read a couple of messages from the audience. So first off, uh, we were at Shrebels 08. We read yours. Thank you. Uh, Enrique says, hail WCBS. Now that Kendo is here, who is the best president? James Marshall, President Harris, or Thomas Whitmore? Also, guys, fuck Mary, kill that list, please. Okay, so James Marshall is the president in Air Force One, right? Air Force One, yeah. Okay, he's my favorite. And then we have uh, Thomas Whitmore. What is he in? Is he Independence Day? Yeah, yep, yep. Okay, he wrote that fucking, well, character-wise, he gave this speech, We Will Not Go Quietly Into the Night, which is like the <laughs> best movie speech ever. So... Okay, well, no, no, no. It's okay. No, no. It's, it's, it's. I think it's definitely, it's definitely up there. I think right underneath it goes. We're canceling the apocalypse by Idris Elba. <laughs> <laughs> now, who's President Harris, Nick? President Harris. That sounds. I don't know. That sounds familiar. Let's see if I can look it up. Because uh, I'm just like, all right, what movie are we looking at? Um, is it Scary Movie Three? Oh, is Leslie that, Nielsen. Is that White House Down? Oh, is that his name in the or movie? I think so. Uh, President James. What was his? I, I got Jamie Foxx. I didn't get his character name, though. So. No, I guess not. President James Sawyer is his name in that movie. So, folks in the chat, if you could help us figure out uh, which Thomas. Eagle that... has fallen. Not, that was, yeah, that was the shitty one with Channing Tatum. That might be Aaron Eckhart's president. In, is, I think it's Angel. Angel, Angel has fallen. Angel, yeah, Angel Olympus has fallen, has fallen, you mean? No, yeah, Olympus Olympus is, no, 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 no. Olympus has fallen. Is first one is Channing Tatum. Yeah. Angel has fallen. Is um, um, no, 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 no. Channing Tatum is White House Down. White House Down. Okay, all right. Yeah, they both came Olympus out in the same year. Fallen. They did. Yeah, Olympus they has did. Fallen. Olympus has fallen was a decent enough that I watched all three of those movies. Yeah, <laughs> like that, honestly, that is a perfect example of an action franchise that's just good enough, dude. If you want folks out there, if you're flying on a plane and you need a good ass movie, watch one of those. That's it's good enough for the plane that you'll be entertained for the two hours of your flight, and then you once you're off the flight, you'll never think about it again. So watch them. Or if you're fucking around at home and you're like, I don't know what I want to watch, but I don't want to risk it on something that might be shitty. Just watch Olympus Has Fallen. It's it's (laughs) dumb, it's fun, and you know if you're lucky, you know you it might fill you up with some you know what. I mean, I, I, it's like, I dig it. it. I dig it. Enrique, um, I guess for fuck, Mary kill, I'll marry, I'll kill president Harris. Cause I don't like scary movie three. Mary Whitmore, because he saves the planet from an alien invasion by actually going into battle. And then Harrison Ford, president Harrison Ford is my, I guess I'll fuck him because <laughs> dude, air force one is a, Bitchin' movie. I know some people are like, it doesn't age well. It looks pretty good what? on my TV and it's still what? entertaining. Get the fuck on. Dude, that movie that movie's awesome. Don't give me this. It doesn't age well. It's fucking good. Yeah. When, it's either, when I was a president kid, in the 90s. Like, you know, yeah. Dude, when I was a kid, I wished he was really our president. 
He kicked fucking ass, man. Especially, especially when like um, he has the pod that goes out, and they think he's in it, and they're like, "Oh, you're." They call him. A, they call him a bitch because you know they they think he took the uh, the escape pod, but he's still like. <laughs> especially the thing, thing he does with the the phones in his pocket, and he's telling them how to make sure he doesn't get shot in the head from the the, the terrace behind him. It was great. The it doesn't age well argument is extremely lazy, and that's just because you can't actually counterpoint the fucking movie. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Well said. Uh, Enrique also asked for number 29. Well, Enrique, I'll press that, and then we'll continue on with the show. Enrique, thank you very much. Class, who gives a shit about class? Who the fuck is this? This is Deputy Chief of Police Dwayne T. Robinson, and I am in charge of this situation. Oh, you're in charge? Well, I got some bad news for you, Dwayne. I'm not the one who just got butt-fucked on national TV, Dwayne. <laughs> Fucking oh, Argyle. <laughs> my favorite type of sock. Yeah, and my favorite limo driver in uh, the history of cinema. Yeah. Drunk on Tacos, thank you. He says, how can I join the channel? I'm using the iOS app and can't find it. Well, Drunk on Tacos must have found the button. So, folks, if you're watching, hit the join button. That gives you access to our membership program. As I said at the beginning of the show, I interviewed the X-Men, the animated series writers. We had, a, we had an amazing stream. I'm going to be editing that, putting in extra content, music, videos to make it a big event because it's a great conversation and you guys definitely want to hear it. If you're a kid of the nineties, like I am, you grew up watching X-Men. You understand how important that show was. And guess what? The creators do too. And they love you. So if you want to watch a great interview with people that worked on something that we love, that appreciate the fans that are so grateful for the opportunity and the chance to make that wonderful show and do a great job at it. Well then check back next week. I'm going to be working on that, getting that out to the membership program, and that'll hit the Patreon as well. So if you're already back that, be prepared. Uh, Dixon Cider says, I saw a woman with too much makeup on the other day. I said, look, Tammy Faye, there's a fine line between makeup and looking like a box of crayons. She ran a... Correct. <laughs> Looks like oh a my... box of crayons ran a train on your face. She slapped me. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> What's the worst? What's the worst crayon? White, because you can never use it. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. But if it's a thick white crayon, mm, that means it's gonna last so much longer. Yeah. <laughs> oh I, I like how Dion operates. <laughs> um, Dixon Cider, I hope you're okay, and uh, we're pulling for you, brother. We're pulling for you. Darian217, thank you very much. He says, the X-Men were always stronger than the Avengers. The Avengers are friends and teammates. The X-Men are more than friends and teammates. They're a family. <laughs> I agree with that. Push the button. Push the goddamn button, Jeff. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I got to press yeah, the button. To. Sorry. <laughs> I got different tabs open, but he said they're a family. Well, guess what? I don't have friends. I got family. And one good turn deserves another. But what's real? It's family, 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 family. I can't believe we're getting part part ten this year. Oh God, dude, ask me off air about that movie. I know somebody who has told me all about it. It's crazy. I'll ask you. No, no. I'll grill you about it tomorrow when we do a review. I'll grill you. I'll grill you about it tomorrow. Oh yeah, folks, I forgot. If you're also a member and you want some more bonus content, Nick and I both saw the film Operation Fortune, Guy Ritchie's new film, starring Jason Statham, Aubrey Plaza, Hugh Grant, 
uh, Carrie Elwes, and a whole lot more. Uh, if you can tell by the excitement in my voice, there's a lot to say about that. But if you want to hear the full Dude, review, so man, I I, I remember they were going to release that last year, and then I, I was like, I was waiting for it because I kept seeing commercials, and then it's like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna postpone until next year. I was like, fuck, really? And uh, it finally came out, I think, this last weekend, and I, I I had to go watch it, and I was like, I was so I was so happy, so happy. Oh, dude, it, <laughs> folks, it's the best James Bond movie in twenty years. It's so, yeah. I mean, it's 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 Guy Ritchie. That's all I gotta say. I mean, it's it's got you had me at Carrie always because he's the best Robin Hood ever. So he there's is. that. Now I want to watch Robin Hood Men in Tights, dude. Just for the oh, rap part in the beginning. <laughs> hey, Dave Chappelle's in that one. Hey, Blinken. Yeah, hey, Blinken. Yeah, Blinken. No. <laughs> I think my favorite line in that movie is a chew. A Jew here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh God. Mel Brooks is the best. I I am not going to watch History of the World Part 2, the new one. No. <sighs> yeah. No, no. Um, I've watched a couple of episodes, and they're, they're, they, they, they fall pretty flat. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw that. I'm like, I'm not interested. It's like, from the mind of Robin Brooks, or Mel Brooks, I'm like, I'm looking at Robin Hood men tight, sorry. <laughs> Mel Brooks, I'm like, oh, Mel Brooks is involved in it? I don't know. This this is current day stuff. I I feel like he might even be constrained by some of the shit he has to do, too. Uh, I think I'll put it on my, I'll put it on my, you know, my list, but I don't know when I'll get around to it. Well, and here's the thing: it's, it's episodic. So every week they're releasing an episode, which is dumb. It's 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 weird. Instead of just being a full movie, they're releasing an episode every 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 week for it. It's it's fucking weird, man. It's not a fan. I, well, I'm gonna skip that because I don't support that idea. Yeah, because and like and I love how Hulu has issued the World Part One that you can just watch all the way through because it's fucking wonderful. It is. Um, yeah. Now, we're going to press one more button, and then we're going to get back into the show. We have more to press tonight. Folks, keep sending your Super Chats. We'll get to every one tonight. Um, but we're going to use Shrubbles 08 special button request to get us as a transition back to the show. So. Who's that Pokemon? Who's that Pokemon? It's Uncle Ben. <laughs> Goodbye, Toby. Damn. Oh god. <clears throat> so apparently the sheriff of Rottingham, uh, mm -hmm. played by Roger Reese, uh, he's dead. And uh mm -hmm. he was married to a dude. I was not aware of that. I well, was he's still a great either. actor, so fantastic. So guys, there's a film that we've been talking about like most YouTubers, most people on the internet, but they talk about it ironically. There's a film out there that we all have some genuine love for. Maybe not for the best reasons, but the emotions are real. And that film we're talking about is The Room. Now, we've reviewed The Room for drunk commentaries. We've talked about it constantly. We have buttons here on the channel. And we've even gone and seen The Disaster Artist before it came out and had an early review way back in 2018, 17, 16, whenever it came out, we had it. And so The Room is near and dear to our heart. And today, we all found out that there's a remake of The Room Amen. coming out. Uh, let's talk about this one, guys. Uh, now, let me share the news, and then we'll share our thoughts. So Bob Odenkirk, an actor we all like, has shared that he's starring in a remake of the 2003 cult film The Room, taking on the lead role of Johnny, originated by Tommy Wiseau. 
Slash Film has reported that the project, Wednesday morning with the Better Call Saul star, corroborating that contained the details throughout the post of his Twitter account. He said, this is real, this is true. And let me tell you, I tried my best to sell every line as honestly as I could, and that I had a blast. So other people, uh, the point of this is, is that they're raising money for charity. Um, so this is a remake to money's going to go to charity. What do you guys think of them remaking the room first off? Well, they already did that with the disaster artist. My thoughts exactly. So there's that. But if it was a serious remake, I would think that was like the dumbest thing in the world because that was the room was lightning in a bottle. Like it's, right. it, the story it wasn't why it was like famous. No, mm, no. it was. Yeah, it was. This dude put his heart and soul into making the American classic movie. It was awful by every movie-making standards out there, but it was made with such passion and heart and dedication, and at, and the, the fact that the dude had the billboard up for what years, yeah. So there was that aspect to it. So it's like th this guy that's clearly not an immigrant at all. He's not from Europe. He he's from New Orleans. He's got a Cajun accent. Um. That's what made, it, it was. It was an endearing thing. It was like this, this. The guy poured his heart and soul into this movie. It's bad, but you know what? He thought it was great, and we can appreciate it for what it is. If it was right. an actual like remake, remake, I would think it's the stupidest thing in the world because that's one of those untouchable movies that you just cannot remake. Because how do you remake a movie that was not meant to be bad, but ended up bad? If you do it, you're going to be intentionally trying to make it bad, and that's when it's not cool. So, yeah. but the fact is for charity, I mean, that's totally different spin on things. And it's like, all right, that's cool. Plus you got fucking Saul Goodman. So there you go. Do you think he's the right choice? Cause I love, I like Obviously. Bob Odenkirk. Oh yeah. I think fucking... he's a good actor. Do you think he'll oh, yeah. be as good as Tommy was? So as James Franco? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> like this, the picture you have on screen of, of, of Tommy was so about Odenkirk together. Like they don't look anywhere, anywhere nearly similar. But I, I, I have a feeling that Bob Odenkirk is going to do like a fantastic fucking job to be as over the top as possible. Oh, yeah. It's going to be that, wonderful. It's going to be wonderful. Is that what you heard? No, but I, that, 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 that's kind of that's kind of what I'm thinking they're going to do. Well, one man online doesn't agree with you. This is what he had to say. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. That line better be uttered to perfection. <laughs> no, 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 no. Trust me. It, like they're they're probably gonna hit. They're gonna hit all the. They're gonna hit all the marks. They are. Yeah. But <laughs> it's just I don't know. But, but how do you I'm, make it serious? Like you ha you you have to cut some stuff out. If it's a remake, like there there are parts of it that just don't make sense. And you have and to you replicate those out, scenes, right? Yeah. 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 The fact that they were in San Francisco and he wanted to have the San Francisco skyline. It's like. We can film on the roof. No, no, we have to build a complete replica of that roof and put it in front of the green screen. It's like, that's why I kind of, that's why I sort of subscribe to the theory that it, the room was just a giant money laundering thing. It's like, they knew Tommy and it's like, he's got a movie idea. Hey, what's a good way to launder money? I know. Let's just finance his fucking movie. Dude. Yeah. The, the disaster artist, I always think of that part when um, they go to the bank and they're like, how much money is in this account? And they're like, enough. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. You know, like you said, it's for charity. It's a good cause. I'm behind it. 
I don't, I mean, we donated to charity last year. We raised over a thousand dollars for toys for tots. So I'll drop a couple bucks to probably watch this. If the charity's legit, you know, it's, it's the fucking room, man. I'm, I'm coming at it from, I just like the room. I don't, we don't really watch it because it's like, I don't know. We all actually enjoy it when we watch it. So I guess yeah. it's ironic, but we still have a good time. Like, no movies made me feel this happy. It, it's the Rocky Horror Picture Show aspect of it. The fact that you can participate with the movie and, you know, yell shit out. It's like when The Disaster Artist came out, Brandon and I went and saw The Disaster Artist because we both really enjoyed the room. We've been to, like, live room showings, midnight things with Tommy and fucking Greg at the thing and all that stuff. So we went and we saw The Disaster Artist because when the book came out, I bought the book the day of, took it to England with me, read it on the plane. It was fantastic. We we went to see it at because we saw the disaster artist. We went and saw the room. Just they showed it at the at the theater at like a seven o'clock showing because I guess they wanted to capitalize off the disaster artist. So we went to it thinking, well, we're gonna go see the room. But are these other people that are seeing the room? Are they in on it or are they coming to see it because they want to see what the disaster artist is about? So. There was like 20 minutes of uncomfortable watching in this movie where you wanted to blurt shit out like you're supposed to when you go see this movie. Like when Lisa says something stupid and you're supposed to go yell out, because you're a woman, and things like that. So it's going and it's going and it's going. And I just couldn't have it help it anymore. I was like six beers in at this point. And something got done and I yelled out, because you're a woman. And the people started laughing. And then it started popping up because... Apparently, they were on the same boat. They were there to see the room because of how much fun it is to see it live with the people that know what's going on. And they thought they were in the, the theater full of the straights and they didn't know what was going on. Turns out we were all in on the fucking joke and we didn't even know. We played ourselves. You worked yourselves into a shoot? We worked ourselves into a shoot. <laughs> do, do, do. You did it right. Damn oh. right. Oh my god! Guys. But, but no, I mean, like this. Yeah, this sounds like a, like a ridiculously fun idea. Uh, I'm entirely down for it. I think Bob Bob Odenkirk is uh, as Tommy Wiseau is a hilarious, hilarious thing. I hope he has some ridiculous wig on to do it. Um, he has I, to. I can't fucking wait. It's going to be hilarious. I hope he has some sort of like weird chest piece to wear as well underneath the shirt, so we can look a little do bit more. Do you want to see no other way the movie can go? Yeah, it, it's going to be fucking ridiculously hilarious. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> Do you think the woman that plays Lisa will let him have sex with her belly button? <laughs> I have no idea. I honestly <laughs> hope so. Hope I, so. Don't, I don't know how far they're going to go with that, but we'll you know, see. She is his rose, and you know, <laughs> if the if everybody just loved everybody, the world would be a better place. Oh my god! <laughs> I could say that again. All right, guys. So, is there anything else you want to say about the room? Because I have a question for you. If you don't, shoot. So. Hypothetically, if we were given some money to remake a movie for charity or not, what's something you'd remake? Because I would never touch the room. I love it as is. The Disaster Artist is fun, but it's just a bunch of actors and this new one just trying to have fun at the expense of a movie. But I'm trying to think of something that I would remake because okay, I want to well, remake a movie. I either want to be in it or I want it to have, I don't know, like I want it to be for a specific reason, mostly because the movie's. If they're shitty, I'd want to remake it. Uh, do you guys have any off the top of your head that you'd remake? Well, okay, okay. Well, you said okay, you said for charity, and we're, we're you know we're, we we have you know the, the way of doing it or whatever. I would say Ghostbusters. I would say let's let, let, let's do our version of Ghostbusters. That would be my thing for for charity. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're if we're doing something for real, that's different. <coughs> Could you imagine yeah. a Ghostbusters for charity where it's like 
All right, let's cast our Ghostbusters. No, like, I mean, oh, I'm, 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 no, 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 no. I'm, I mean, we're we're in it. We're doing it. That kind of thing. Oh, oh, okay. So we're oh, gonna basically make see. a Wokebusters movie for charity. Awesome. Basically, yeah. basically. Yeah. It is satisfying to watch us fight those creatures. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I don't. I don't know. I, I like like you said. You have to think of a shitty movie to remake, to make it better. So that'd be. I don't know. There's there's a lot out there. You just gonna have to like find oh, one. You know what I want honestly, I and I want to get all the original actors back. I want them to remake. I still know what you did last summer, but I want Jack Black's character to live, and I want him and the dreadlocks to save to make it to the end of the movie. That's what I want. <laughs> Very interesting take, but sure. <laughs> I was I mean, just going to... Oh, no, go, go, go. I was going to say, Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar are still together. Why not put them in another movie? I mean, that's a good point. Yeah, they, they seem real happy. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah. What about you, Kendo, or Nick? Well, if they're going to give us the money to make it for charity, if it was like that type of thing, I would say... Back to the Future, just to see the conundrum that would wash over your face. Sadistic <laughs> entertainment. So, that was the first thought I had. Oh my god! I have the Back to the Future board game behind the uh, behind the, the where I sit, and I looked back at it, and I thought to myself, "All right, if we're doing Back to the Future for charity, what do we do?" Yeah. And I'm thinking, if Michael J. Fox was well enough to act, I would just, I think it would be funny to just watch like an old man, Marty McFly and an even older doc, like in the eighties or just something really dumb and like meta, if you're going to do it like that. But yeah, man, if you want to see my head explode, what you do is you cast Jenna Ortega as Marty McFly. Oh God damn it. You have her do that stupid fucking dance. And then you have the DeLorean be like a, a Lamborghini. And that's that's how you ruin Back to the Future. And Doc Brown is played by, uh, oh God, what's her Seth Rogen. Oh, I was gonna go with the lady that was the Woman King. Um, oh, she's in everything. Viola Davis. She should Viola, play Doc Viola. Brown. <laughs> I mean, that would make your head explode, and I'd be like, "Quick, get the duct tape so we can get all the pieces in one spot." <laughs> George McFly is gonna be played by uh, Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Lorraine will be played by Zendaya. Uh, oh, god damn it. No. Biff will be played by the the nerdy kid from Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh. And uh Oh, Asian Jonah Hill? No, uh the Mexican the Italian guy that plays Flash Thompson. Oh, okay. Tony Revatori or something like that. The Yeah, Tony Tony Ravioli. Yeah, the the bellhop. And uh who else, what other characters am I missing? Einstein should be played by a cat. <laughs> That'd work. No, 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 no. Make, make, make Einstein a fish. Fuck it. Make Einstein a fish. Yeah. They have well, to carry well, him everywhere well, in his bowl. Yeah, exactly. Make it that. Just make so it we're that. basically we're just making Rick and Morty the movie, right? Yeah. yeah that's, what, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. <laughs> oh, Adama wins. I would remake Star Wars Episode Seven. Yeah, the only problem is we'd remake it and it would actually be really good. So off the top of my head... Uh, if I were to remake it, I would make sure it was just the story of Han, Luke, and Leia on Coruscant, and they're like, oh no, a new threat has arisen, and so they find out that there's this other Imperial Army threat, and they go squash it in the first movie, and they go... Somehow they it. returned. Yeah. They never, they never, uh, they never fucked off in the sunset, so... <laughs> no one's ever really gone. That, even, that includes Stormtroopers, too. Wow! Wait, did you say stormtroopers? Folks, every time you say the word stormtrooper on this channel, this could happen. Did you see that guy accidentally hit that moose with his car? No. Holy shit. Jamie, pull that video up. 
my god, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, Dion, you know what we should do one day? You, you know that? how people like to get the roller chairs and use a um they like to run in them and spin around and do all this crazy shit. Right. What we need to do is we need to get ourselves full stormtrooper gear, and then we just need to run and throw ourselves on the ground and see how far we can slide. So <laughs> I bet you we can go fucking far. That armor looks so slick. I mean, that that's one way to find out if your insurance is really that good. <laughs> well, we're we're what do we have? Imperial Federal, uh, US, Imperial, uh, Federal. <laughs> Imperial Federal Credit Union. Yeah. There you go. We have Rob, Rob Gronkowski, Gronkowski do the ads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the one where he's walking in the grocery store parking lot. He's like, oh, you got one of those. And they think they're talking about the baby. And he's like, nah, your USAA sticker. He's <laughs> like, what a dumbass commercial, man. Dude, this the funny thing it. is, like, most people thought that Rob Gronkowski seemed like a really cool dude, but a total meathead. Those commercials have done nothing but validate those claims. I think he's... um. You guys remember that scene in Beetlejuice where the football player is dead and he can't reconcile it? He's like, coach, I don't think we survived. I'm not your coach. Like, remember that part? Yeah. yeah. I feel like Rob Gronkowski is like the real life version of that guy just like trying to comprehend that he's not like mentally challenged. Like, well, he just doesn't realize it. He went to the University of Arizona and he picked it specifically because it was one of the top party schools. So that dude definitely wasn't there for the educational aspect of college, which is fine. I mean, he was a star football player. They're not supposed to go to class. They're supposed to practice all day and go win. But that's, you know, neither here nor there. It is neither here nor there. Um, but Rob Gronkowski would be great for that. Mm. Uh, so, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, well, I guess we should check in with the audience again before we move in. Right now, let's just move on, right? What do you guys yeah. think? Yep, let's, let's move, move on. on. Move on let's on. just keep going. Now, I jokingly brought her up a minute ago, but... Uh, the weird dancer Jenna Ortega. Nick, we might be getting a sequel to a movie we don't really want. Oh, dear God. Wednesday star Jenna Ortega is reportedly in negotiations for a role in Tim Burton's Beetlejuice 2. The publication God, source claims Ortega no. is being sought to star as the daughter of Lydia Dietz from the 1988 original. It's also claimed that production on the long gestating sequel is planned to begin in May or June of this year, with Tim Burton expected to return in direct as well as Michael Keaton. Oh, if it's not Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian, I don't care. See, like that's the thing I don't get. Like we, like the the fucking like the, the screen movies are coming out back to back. You know, this year, fine, whatever. They were okay. They're not that good. It's okay. You had Beetlejuice. I don't. I, I assumed it was a hit when it did. Beetlejuice do good when it came out. It was a huge hit. It was one of the biggest yeah. hits of 1988. And they took this fucking long to do a goddamn part two. It's like how how dumb do you have to be to do that? It's well, like, Nick. To be fair, when I joked about Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian, they wrote a script in 1990. Oh, no, 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 no! I'm fully aware of that. I've, I remember. I've heard. I've heard that before. But it's one of those things where it's like, wait, isn't Eric Barber in this movie? He He's could dead. shoot somebody. <laughs> he never. Adam misses. Maitland, is that you? <laughs> Maybe we could build a model of the Rust set. <laughs> yes, that could be. That should, God, you, dude, you, make you, a sequel, and it has to have Arik Baldwin, and he has to shoot somebody God, you will, on you, a you'll, set. You'll trigger, you'll trigger his PTSD, and also his trigger finger. Yeah, um, well, his, yeah, they say his trigger finger worked really well. I mean, the gun went off by itself. I have it on good authority that that happened. Yeah, no, it's but, it's, it's weird, it's, it's shocking, but it's I don't know, like, 
They're going to use Jenna Ortega again in something like this? Come the fuck on. What is this weird dancing that you were speaking of? Because the only thing I've ever seen of Jenna Ortega is either the clips from Wednesday or where she's, like, talking to Dude, like, there's somebody. Dude, there was this big thing about, like, her dance sequence for the prom scene in, in the show, which, well, I haven't watched the show, but I've just heard enough bullshit about this. Yeah, you are like even... If you type in Wednesday, before you get to the regular word Wednesday, it's Wednesday dance, then Wednesday. So it's just this thing. Okay. Yeah, apparently she choreographed herself, and everybody really likes it because she did it herself, and it was kind of So funny, in other words, they cool. didn't like it because she did it herself, and they, she should have had an actual professional choreographer tell her what to do. Yes, exactly. Oh, good. It's, you know, yeah. she's, she's completely fine. I'm not going to act like, oh, I hate this actress. I don't have an opinion of her because I've never watched anything she's in. But unlike yeah, I her, watched, yeah, I, watched I was alive when Beetlejuice was, came out. So She was okay in Scream 4. It's fine. Wasn't a big deal. She wasn't even the main character. Nah, whatever. She won't. I hope she's not the main character in this because she's I don't, going to be. She's going to be because she her and be. her, her and Zendaya are the, are the ones Hollywood love right now, and they want to have them in everything just so they can. But point to diversity. Hollywood's got to remember though. If we're gonna go see a Beetlejuice movie, much like the Flash movie, we're not going to see Ezra Miller's goofy ass run around on a red suit. We're all going to see Batman played by Michael That's Keaton. Very if fair. this movie happens. Nobody fucking look. Jenna Ortega will get all the people on social media amped up. They'll get ready to go steal and pirate the movie. But people that are excited to see Beetlejuice will go to see the movie in theaters. So you got to balance it out, right? Because I don't want this new trend of Michael Keaton being the sidekick for kid characters as he dusts off his old iconic characters. Like make him the the focal point. It's Beetlejuice for a reason. Bring back Gina Davis. Winona Ryder's still popular. I would rather have Winona Ryder as, as herself, as an older character, deal with Beetlejuice as a weird, you know, eternal ghost. I don't care about the kid. Yeah, but I mean, like, like I said, like it was such a hit, they should have done this movie five years after the first one came out. They just should have done it. The fact that they didn't and didn't hit while the iron was hot is dumb. You know? They like, tried, dude. But uh, we I dodged a bullet. I don't know. It's it's like the way Hollywood operates. It's like almost like it's Vince McMahon's like you know uh, is is controlling everything. I swear to God. Well, if Vince McMahon controlled Beetlejuice, we would have had like seventeen sequels already. <laughs> this would have got something. <laughs> Waiting like you know thirty four thirty thirty fucking years for it to come out or forty fucking years for it to come out. Come on. Uh, Darian two and seven asks Kendo, how many years is it between Top Gun one and two? Uh, well, okay, so it would technically officially be, what, 34, because it was supposed to come out in 2020, so we'll go with 34, because the, the film was in the can and ready to come out two years before it did, so 34. Yeah, and they were, um, <clears throat> they were struggling to, I think they were struggling to go digital or go theatrical, and then, um, Tom Cruise is like, nah, man, we're, we're going, we're going theatrical all the way. And, yeah, and if you want to bring up the concept and the idea that, well, the math doesn't add up because Rooster's like four or five in the first movie. He's like a 39-year-old fighter pilot, and he shouldn't be five. Yeah, I get that. Suspend disbelief. Shut up, bitch. Enjoy the fucking movie. Give that, <laughs> guy, give that movie its fucking award. I mean, I, mean I, I feel like the award is that <clears throat> it made money with no Chinese help. Yeah. That should be the award. We did not pander to the fucking commies, and it made a billion and a half. Yeah. Any yeah. movie that can drag its nuts all over the face of every critic in the on the planet and do it without the help of the Chinese, no commie help, that's a winner to me. 
fuck the commies. Yeah, I mean, as much as <clears throat> as much as Disney, you know, gets in their hands and knees literally for China, uh, mm-hmm. Paramount didn't do that, and look what happened. Yeah, yeah. Studio really of the year. I mean, have. pretty much. I, I think I read an article today about the domestic box office. Now, Avatar is not going to beat Top Gun in America. Like Good. Avatar is essentially slowed down, but Top Gun has a lead that Avatar probably won't catch up with. So. We said it before on the channel. Like I still I don't... can't believe I still can't believe Avatar made that much fucking money. Honestly, I I can't I, either. I can't like I I, I cannot. Didn't didn't Ava, didn't Avatar have it opened in China? It tried to help. It tried to get the communists to help them, didn't it? But it didn't work, did it? Mm. America. It's just Fuck no. It's just, it's just, yeah. Once again, like, I guess I, I completely underestimated the the power of Avatar. Yeah, man. It did not. It did the opposite. I thought it was gonna do. Yeah, we we I think I think we were all shocked about about you know how much money how much money it made because well Listen, I'm thought, pretty sure I people were over it. I really yeah, thought people were over that shit. Well, we did our roundtable discussion right before it came out. Would it make its yeah. money? Um, I think half of us agreed that it would make its money, and half of us said it wouldn't. But I didn't expect it to make as much because the conversation around Avatar is never if it's a good movie; it's about how much money it makes. And James right, Cameron's it's the hype lucky. of the movie. Yeah, all his movies are about that now. No. The the next Avatar is going to be about the hype. The next Avatar is going to be about the hype. And the next Avatar is going to be about the hype. But, like, the jump in quality and CGI between 1 and 2 is negligible. They don't really look much different in terms of, like, wow. Like, when you watch the first Star Wars and then you watch Empire and then Jedi, you can actually tell how much better the production is, how much better the quality is. These movies look like they were just shot back-to-back on a blue screen. Whoop-de-doo. Yeah, it's crazy too because, like, you would think with you know communist China's views on people of different colors, they wouldn't go for the blue people, but apparently they do. So, yeah, they're just super um... racist. <laughs> That's how we like to operate, boys. Oh, yeah, I mean, you God. had to take Yeah Boyega off the poster to sell them Star Wars, but now nah, they love the blue people. It's yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, with with the with the box office territories, they're, they're the top one with two hundred fifty million dollars contributed to the worldwide box office of uh, of Avatar. God damn it! I just looked at twenty twenty two's worldwide box office, and Avatar beat Top Gun because of the foreign box office. That was like seventy percent of its thing. So clearly, Americans aren't as big into Avatar as the rest of the fucking world. The rest of the world, France, 151 million. Fucking France. There you go. That's all you need to know. Germany, 142 million. Yeah, go fucking figure the Germans. So, you know, the British are up there with 92 million. Yeah. You're welcome for World War II. Um, Latin America, not as big a deal. 104 million from South Korea. Maybe we should pull away the army bases and see how well you do. Um, Yeah. And then $245 million from the communists in China. So there you go. The commies love this movie. So I don't like it. <laughs> Damn. Now, Carson's back in action. Yeah. Uh, quick shout out to someone in the chat. I think they had mentioned about loving the Beetlejuice cartoon. Folks, the creators of the Oh, my TV God, series, dude. Those, uh, Eric Lewald, uh wrote that show so in our interview we actually talk about beetlejuice we talk about the behind the scenes uh information about how the people at fox felt about the show the letters that came in from parents and a whole lot more so folks that video drops next week but it's only available and will only be available to our membership program so 
Folks, that's what we're giving you guys. When you subscribe to our membership program and our Patreon, you get videos like that. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on that one next week. Yeah, dude. The the card the cartoon was also really fun and and uh, a good time. Agreed. It was my yeah. introduction to the character. Oh yeah, yeah. Now, Dion, we're getting closer to WrestleMania. How would you feel about making some extra money at WrestleMania? Ooh, well, hold on, hold on now, hold on, hold on, hold on. When it involves this shit, I, I, I don't know. Well, don't worry. You're not gonna have to streak, strip, or ride a horse naked. Don't worry. Um, you might be able to make some money like me from gambling on WWE. Have you heard about this? I have. I have. <laughs> Well, let's, let's inform the audience, folks. Now, you know WrestleMania is a few weeks ago, or a few weeks away, so we're getting excited, but the world of wrestling is always changing. The WWE is in talks with state gambling regulators to legalize betting on high-profile matches, according to people familiar with the matter. The WWE is working with the accounting firm EY to secure scripted match results in the hopes it will convince regulators there's no chance of results leaking to the public, said the people who will not be named because of the discussions are private. The people that Counting. will not be named because they're the ones that are going to be booking that shit and betting on it. God. Dude, now this comes from CNBC. So this isn't Dave Meltzer. This isn't uh, Wade Keller. This isn't uh, some jabroni. No, this is, you know, multiple sources are talking about this. Probably far. Now, now, Kendo, betting on the Academy Awards is already legal and available so, through some bet- betting sites. So maybe you should go bet that Top Gun's going to win. Now, No, because states- I know that they're going to screw my boy. They're not gonna let. I, they're not gonna let us have this one. No my way. guess is, my guess is everything, everywhere, all at once wins because it just became the most awarded movie in history. It beat out Return of the King. So, I think yeah, it's gonna, gonna it's gonna sweep. It's gonna sweep. Now, uh, I've never even watched. Now, still, while the Academy Awards voting results are known by a select few people before they're announced publicly, they aren't scripted by writers. Even if regulators allow gambling, betting companies would have to decide if they're willing to place odds on WWE matches, even if it's legalized. Those discussions have yet to occur at betting firms, according to people familiar with the matter. A WWE spokesperson declined to comment. A spokesperson for EY couldn't immediately be reached for comment. WWE is targeting Michigan, Colorado, and Indiana as potential states to pursue legalization. Hmm. According to a Michigan gamble, Michigan gambling spokesperson, we're Michigan- the most gullible people we can find. These states, Vince. Well, dude, I wish. Here's how I would have paid off my college debt if WWE gambling would have been legalized five years ago. Five hundred dollars on Roman Reigns. Five hundred dollars. <laughs> dude, twenty years ago. Five hundred dollars. Cena wins. I win. You, dude, this is the worst fucking idea ever because it's a 50-50 chance at best of getting it right or wrong. I know that's how sports works and shit. Unless but it's like, a three-way at sacrifice and Kurt Angle's involved. And you know he can't beat him. He ain't even gonna try. Like, honestly, I I hope. This is legalized because what I'll do is I'll just come to Michigan and I'll vote online and gamble for pro wrestling. I'm like, hey, Dion, I'm buying a car. I bet the Royal Rumble. Fuck it. I got that shit right. Like, listen, it's listen so- don't get me wrong. Um, I, as, 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 as much as I was very against legalizing pro wrestling gambling, I ain't going to lie and say I wouldn't do a little bit. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, yeah. dude. You and well, I would probably be we, fucking we some serious fucking money. The only problem sure. is the odds are going to be fucking terrible on a lot of that shit. Like, 
if you were betting over the last couple of years, like the odds on Roman Reigns retaining his titles would have been like fucking garbage. You'd, the only way to make money would be to bet on the other guy and hope he won. Well, and that's what I don't like is that, you know, the thing about regular sports is it's, you know, don't get me wrong. The fixes have been in and it has changed, but it's relatively easy based on the unpredictability of a sporting event to catch people, right? You know, you, yeah. you figure out who, you know, and sometimes you don't, don't get me wrong, but, and I'm sure there are, you know, there are people that do not get caught, but in terms of people behind the scenes and administrative positions, it's relatively easy to catch these motherfuckers with pro wrestling. You know, it's, you know, I, you know, we're talking about wrestling promoters. We're not talking about, <clears throat> you know, that is a breed who by their very nature, do whatever they can for a buck. Carney so is that, shit. That's the part I don't like. But like I said, I'd be lying if I wouldn't bet on some of that shit. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you think about it, like you also are dealing with potentially somebody that's been known to rip up the script for raw an hour before air and rewrite it. And now hold on, man. Speaking of, we got to change one thing because Joey, the lazy one sent in the magic amount and I'm sorry to cut everybody off, but you know, they say all men are created equal, but you look at me and you look at small Joe and you can see that statement is not true. See, normally if you go one-on-one -on -one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. But I'm a genetic freak, and I'm not normal. So you got a 25% at best at beating me. And then you add Kurt Angle to the mix, your chances of winning drastically go down. See, the three-way at sacrifice, you got a 33 and a third chance of winning. But I, I got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me, and he's not even going to try. So, Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance minus my 25% chance, and you got an eight and a third chance of winning at sacrifice. But then you take my 75% chance of winning if we used to go one on one and then add 66 and two thirds percents, I got 141 and two thirds chance of winning at sacrifice. See, Joe, the numbers don't lie and they spell disaster for you at sacrifice. It's true. I mean, the number the numbers don't lie, except for the fact that you can't really have more than 100 percent, but whatever. But no, but, you know, back to what I was saying, it's like, well, thanks for that awesome super chat, by the way, Joey, the lazy one. Um, so the thing is, like, though, if you bet on like a sporting event, like say you're betting on football uh, and you're like, oh, OK, Philadelphia is favored to beat 49ers by four and a half. I'll take the four and a half points. I think that's going to be a close game. And then the third screen quarterback blows out his UCL like he did in the real game. It's like, fuck, because you have that type of shit that goes against you. Or in the reverse, like, you know, you bet on the Bills to cover against the Dolphins and then Tua Tagovailoa gets his fifth concussion of the season. Then it's like, all right, cool, I'm, this is going to work out. Because, you know, one little thing like that can change the fucking day or suddenly there's a giant windstorm that comes in and the kickers aren't going to be able to fucking hit field goals. And that, 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 that under is now looking like the better bet than the over. So there's all that shit that goes into it, too, instead of – who who's gonna get disqualified in this fake wrestling match dude if i was gonna bet you know where i'd bet my most money would be those saudi money shows because those are the most predictable basic oh goldberg's coming back you bet on all the legends folks you know you could probably take yourself out to a nice steak dinner yeah but still you got to make sure you're laying down plenty of money because wrestling odds like if you've ever looked at any of the books they don't give you really good fucking percentages it's kind of like uh fuck Dion, what was that big fight that they were promoting a few years ago but like 
the one like it was like the UFC championship fight, but like the UFC champion was like minus twenty five thousand to win or something like that because they fucking threw him in there with like a tomato can. I don't know, but yeah. it's there. There were there were a couple. There was one just this past weekend uh, where it was it was two women and she was a minus like one thousand favorite. Yeah. So like you got to bet a thousand dollars to win a dollar in those situations. So even if it's like sweet Saudi money and it's you know Goldberg versus you know Dick Slap McGee, you know, and you're like I'm gonna fucking clean house. Well, it's gonna be like minus five thousand. So you're gonna have to bet like. Fifty thousand dollars to win ten bucks because that's because most wrestling odds and shit like that are always money lines. So that's the only thing that sucks with that. It's not like you're going to get like a straight up fifty fifty, you know, coin flip like you do like with an NFL game unless you you know parlay or anything like that. So although you could make some money if you if you have a parlay opportunity because that's that requires you get like ten things right, especially if it's on AEW if they get that in that game because number one Tony Khan is fucking spastic as hell he doesn't know what he's doing from day to fucking day, and then you could probably make a ton of money if it's like Tony Khan will make make a huge announcement that there's going to be a big announcement this Wednesday on Dynamite fuck bet that every time. Did you watch the AEW show this weekend? No, I got other things to do with my fifty bucks. Oh, I went on uh, Pete's okay. channel and watched. I also have guys. other. I also have other things to do with my four hours. Oh, <laughs> I know you're you. You love to shit on them, man, but they man. put out a good show. I will tell you this: I want I I want to watch the Iron Man match because that's probably the only thing worth watching on that show. Uh, there, there was a lot of good. There was yeah. A lot of- honestly, this show WrestleMania is going to have to have a main event that's decent to match this, and they're going to have to put on legit match after match like match of the year contender because not AEW didn't put out every show or every match was not this match of the year but it was i thought it was well booked and they really busted ass and they put on a good show i was very entertained by everyone like really wwe's just they're a bigger company but AEW, i don't know they capture a little bit of that old school feeling that makes me excited to watch was the elite on the show jeff who's the elite again uh Kenny Omega, Omega, right? Kenny yeah, Omega. finger fuck and the dumb fucks. Yeah, but didn't they get their ass beat? They put out a really deal? good match, and, and they and they and the right ending happened. Let me guess. Month. Let me guess. The match went like this: both teams got some offense, tons of flippy shit, lots of no cells, 150 super kicks, a one winged fairy, and they may or may not have put the other team over. That sound about right? No, it was paced no, a little dude, differently. It was it was a well paced match. There were there were a lot of super kicks though. Thank of course, you. It's their yeah, well, I would never lie to you. I only need to see one super kick in a match, and I need to see Shawn Michaels doing it and dropping somebody, and that being the end of the match. Like Shelton Benjamin? Yeah. I mean, that's you only need one super kick in a match. If it's such a devastating fucking maneuver, it should be ending the match. I agree. Not a transition spot. Now, as it stands, the super kick's weaker than the people's elbow, and you know how much I love the people's elbow, but it just has no e- efficacy. It's like... More people kick out of super kicks than they do one of the most ridiculous moves in the history of wrestling. Yeah, and that should tell you something about the state of the video game wrestling era that we live in. That AEW game is never going to come out, dude. I know Tony Khan was quoted as saying, it's done, it's done. I think they're just waiting yeah. for WWE to come out so they can like quietly release this game without being embarrassed. They had such high hopes, too, because it was mm-hmm. like... Oh, you know, it's going to be like the old, you know, button mashers of like 99 and 2000, 2001, which is, you know, okay, that sounds great. Yeah, if it's like No Mercy and fucking NWO 
WCW World Tour and Revenge. I'm a, I'm in. Those are those were fucking great games. I love every bit of those, even if it does have fucking twinkle toes and you know and doing that. But apparently he's behind the scenes, and that should just tell you everything you need to know. Just because you play a lot of video games doesn't mean you know anything about making them. I play a lot of video games. You want me to make a video game? Good fucking luck. I don't even know how to fucking code simple shit. True, but I do think the four of us. Okay, Nick, I don't want to separate you so don't make it that way but the three of us could produce the best wrestling game if we had like the people to work beneath us and we could make the calls and the decisions dude yeah we could make great video games because it's like to make a great wrestling game if we're going to try to copy like the no mercy style we know all the shit you'd want to see in there and how to make it better and how to make it better and different from a wwe game i think you shortchange yourself man well then let's just make our own video game we are uh, 2024, folks. We call it Slap Nuts Wrestling, featuring Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Shut up! We should we should contact him and try to do something with him called Slap Nuts Wrestling. It should be like a backyard Nick, league. You're a tech guy. <laughs> oh God, yeah. So my Dion? my next one of my next big assignments, I have to learn how to code. I mean, I oh. learned how to video edit. And you're 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 bugging up the wrong you're bugging up the wrong tree, buddy. You you, you there there's somebody you know who does code, but he's anus. Oh, he's going to want to fucking make the game on Linux. <laughs> it's okay. It's just got to run on Windows and Xbox. And... We're not going to release this game on fucking Apple computers. No, it's not going to work. It, it'd be like Oregon Trail. Okay. Oregon Trail's on every computer, and it's got ROMs now. Dude, I play Oregon Trail on my iPad because it's like this new modern version. Oregon Trail's way different these days. You can still die of dysentery. But oh, that's good because I mean, you you like to have some authenticity and you know some relatability to your games. It's like yeah, in 1852 you could have gotten dysentery and shit yourself to death. Yeah, those things could happen to you. <laughs> Drink the wrong water supply, you're gonna fucking die. Yeah, what a way to go. Yeah, I have to have water to keep living, but this water might kill me. Mm. <laughs> I got eaten by wolves. Oh, that was that's new. I don't think you could get eaten by wolves before. Usually, you either just died of dysentery, fever, you know, or you know, drowning whenever you tried to ford a river. Oh yeah. So well, I mean, I mean, like the, I, I remember, I remember you guys telling me AEW was going to do a video game years ago, and it seemed like they just they did it when they just started, and that was a shitty, dumb, retarded fucking business move. It's like, oh, we're going to make a game. It's like, how about you wait a decade or two and then make a game. Nick, you want to know how much they've sank into this game already? Please tell me. Please tell me. At like six months ago when it was about ready to come out and still hadn't, I think they were like $40 million in the hole at that point. Jesus. Actually, it might have been more than that. Hang on. I, I'm going to – you talk they amongst yourselves and I They could have taken that money and, I don't know, gotten some decent talent, pay, pay, gotten some more – I don't know, some more people to watch their stuff, more more, more advertising, anything at all to perpetuate AEW. But no, we're going to sink it into a fucking video game. That's going to be, that's that's the thing we want. That's the thing people people are clamoring for. I mean, yes. I would happily play and buy this video game, no problem. And I don't even care that it won't have the same graphics because I can take the other approach. Everyone says, well, we're going to compare it to the WWE game. But the Ooh. WWE game ain't that fucking good. We've been Dion and I have been playing this shit, and Kendo to a degree, but I've been playing these games since the first SmackDown game, which is the entire entirety of this specific line. It goes from SmackDown to yep. what it is now these days. I never missed a single one. They're they look better than ever, but they're so feature anemic these days that they're not fun to play. Like GM mode in 2K22 was a joke. The wrestling 
plays better than it has in a while, but the games just aren't what they used to be. And so I think AEW, if smart, could really produce something that draws people away from the WWE games because this year has the worst roster in history. The legends are a joke. I don't know if I want to buy it, Dion. Like, I'm only going to get it for WrestleMania weekend, so when you're out here, we can fucking play it all weekend. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's just, it's just not... Yeah, it's just not the it. It's just not the it. Mm-mm. It pisses me off. But um, is there anything you guys else want to say about the wrestling betting or wrestling in general? Because... Like I said, we're getting close to WrestleMania, folks, and we want to get people excited. But um, it's hard to get people excited for WrestleMania, Jeff. Yeah, WWE can't even do it, and they got billions of dollars behind them. Yeah. Yeah, still looking at the match card. Nothing is exciting to me. Don't care about Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. I think Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley will probably be one of the better matches. But uh, I mean, there are a couple that I want to see. One of the best matches a few years ago. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, there are a couple that I want to see. I, I do want to see what they do with the tag team championships. And I am interested to see what they do with Roman and Cody. But other than that, I know it's, you know, it's looking like it's going to be Asuka and um, Bianca or whatever. Like, that'll be good. I hope Asuka wins. I really Same. do. I do too. Her dumbass tapped out last time. That pissed me off. Yeah, I know. I was there and I was pissed. And I wasn't even that invested in the storyline. I was just like, dude. She's had she she was on an unbeaten run through all of NXT, left, came here, has been mowing down the competition, and you have her tap out to Charlotte. Way to go. I never want to rewatch that match. I tried to rewatch WrestleMania 34 because it's like I was there, so I never watched it. So I sat down to try to rewatch it. It's hard to watch. It's a very difficult watch. Yeah, I won't. I won't go back. It's there's nothing there for me on that show. Uh. Now I'm looking at the the rumored matches. We got Finn Balor and Edge. That could be cool. Uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos. That could be cool. Yep, that should be this, good. This one sounds terrible though. Bray Wyatt versus Bobby Lashley. No, thank you. It gets worse. Yeah, I don't even part, know. The part about Brock Lesnar versus almost. I was trying to forget that's actually slated for the card. Well, the rumor is that when Bray came out and challenged either Bobby Lashley or Brock Lesnar, Lesnar straight out straight uh, went back and went backstage or told backstage, "I'm not fucking wrestling against Bray Wyatt." So just find something else because I refuse to do that. Because I'm guessing he saw the fucking warehouse rave match with L.A. Knight and was like, that was hell terrible. no. I absolutely hate the Bray Wyatt gimmick. I think he's a good wrestler and I like the dude. I think he's... Look, if he can pull off JoJo, good for him, dude. That takes He some would skill. be great for horror movies, not wrestling angles. I think he... Yeah, Look, I, I think he'd be great just, just a couple of too crazy now. Like, early Bray Wyatt I was into... But now it's just it's too far down. Well, this is a little bit too far down the rabbit hole. He got, now fed to, he got fed to Cena and his blood and shovel to ruin the character. Yeah. yeah. I don't think... Yeah, you're right. WrestleMania 30 is where Bray Wyatt's character died because that match with Cena was pointless. Like, mm-hmm. he needed to get the rub, not John Cena. Mm-hmm. Just because John Cena didn't have a main event for the first time ever. Fuck, man. Can you believe... From WrestleMania twenty two to twenty to thirty was essentially just all John Cena. 
Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. the Hulk era there, brother. Yeah, but we all liked Hulk Hogan. Yeah, there's that aspect. Up until about WrestleMania 8, then people started not liking Hulk Hogan. But, you know, it is what it is. But Vince gave us, by WrestleMania 10, we had Bret Hart in the main event. I mean, at least he knew what to do. Out, I mean, the steroid trial definitely forced his hand. But <laughs> either way. They're accusing you of, using, of you and uh, providing steroids to your wrestlers. That's preposterous. Look at all these wrestlers. Yeah, that's the problem, Vince. Find smaller wrestlers. <laughs> that Vice episode was really good. Have you watched it? No. Uh, yeah, you definitely check it out because they get Jerry McDevitt or Divot, the actual lawyer. So it's very interesting to hear his perspective. I actually watched it. And I thought to myself, this dude's trying to make me like Vince McMahon right now. You are a slick motherfucker. Yeah, so. I'll have to because uh, I think the Hulu's has Vice and mm-hmm. has those documentaries. That's on what it. I watched it on today. Yeah. So, folks, you can come hang out with us at WrestleMania. We're going to be tailgating at the event. We will be there. Uh, we'll, we'll make a public announce time probably this weekend. Just trying to get a couple travel things worked out with all the guys. A lot of moving parts. You got to remember, we're doing some channel meetup stuff too, but this is also our yearly tradition. So we're trying to get people from all around the country to fly in and take care of business, as well as people from all over the country like Darian217 coming in to hang out with us. So folks, if you're going to hang out with us, you're going to hang out with us. This is going to be a lot of fun. It's not just a meetup. So come hang out with us at the pizza place, then go to the beach with us. Then the next day, we're going to have a wonderful time at Universal, hang out with us until, you know... So we can't hang out anymore. And then come to WrestleMania and hang out. We're going to be there to tailgate. We'll be there after the show. We'll probably go get drink. We'll, we'll go get food afterwards for sure. And we'll, we'll have a good time. Dion, remember when we got fucked up at WrestleMania in Florida and we went to IHOP? Nick, you were there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I remember <laughs> parts of it. You remember what? Parts of it, yeah. They fucked up your cheeseburger omelet and you were pissed. <laughs> well, it, it also, well, I mean, we also left early so we could go get food. We were there like... 30 minutes ahead of everybody, and yet our food came in when the place got busy. Yeah, uh, that which was, was bullshit. Yeah, which was entirely bullshit because like we we put our we we knew what we wanted. We're you know we're, we've done this before, and um, we put our order way ahead of time. It took them fucking forever to make it. I'm still waiting on my hash browns. <laughs> I believe it. I fucking believe it. You're laughing. I'm not laughing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the the only good thing is like the 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 Waffle House in Atlanta are really efficient, but you know you might get a chair thrown at you. So worth it. I'd rather have my hash browns in forty five seconds and uh, live a little dangerously. All right, fair enough. Just, I mean, I like it's death and breakfast. So fuck death and breakfast. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, we're not going to talk about wrestling anymore. Uh, we're going to talk about anything you want. Uh, send in your fuck Mary kills. Send in your super chats. We're going to take care of all of that stuff right now. Uh, Nick, was there anything else that you wanted to cover tonight before we do any of this? Let's see. I, 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 have to, I have to go back to the, the fucking chat and figure out all this crap. Well, Let's if you want see. to take, take a second while you're looking, folks, yeah, remember, ahead. we're going to have, uh, we have some new content this weekend to watch. So join us tomorrow for our definitive April O'Neil video. That should be out uh, mid-afternoon on the East Coast, uh, fairly early in the morning on the West Coast. I've recorded it. I've done most of the editing. I'm just putting the video together, some final touches. This is one of our video essays, music, production, all the stuff. We see the numbers. We know what you like, and we're here to give it to you. So, WCBS, we're a channel of the people. Um, are we, are we going to talk about the, the Chris Rock special? Oh, shit, we should talk about that. I, I completely forgot. You watched it. You're yeah. up to date. Uh, how do you think Chris Rock uh, is doing after getting slapped by Will Smith? I mean, the fact that Netflix 
Um, you know, once again, put out a special a week before the Oscars, I think, was a, was a smart move. It was their first uh, live event. Uh, they did apparent, apparently went off fairly well from what I hear. There were some things. I mean, if you if you have Netflix, you can watch some behind the scenes stuff or like after, you know, after show stuff on there, which I didn't care about. I just wanted to watch the fucking special. Uh, but it was good, man. It was good. Like the last five minutes is him talking. The last five or ten minutes I'm talking about Will Smith and the whole thing. Um, apparently got some backlash for um, talking shit about Michael Jackson. Just weird. And he got some shit for um, basically what he said is that he loves watching Emancipation so he can see Will, Will Smith get beat. And because of saying that, he got some backlash as well. And I'm just like, why are you people getting up in arms about that? I don't understand. Don't fucking get it. Um, apparently, that was a bridge too far or something. It's like, those are words. Will Smith went up on stage and slapped the man. There's a fucking difference. Yeah, I don't know. It was it, it 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 was it was a good special though. He did he did do he did do a good job. I thought it was really funny and really good. So, yeah, man. Yeah, I gotta check it out. I was uh, hearing some stuff too, so I'm definitely uh, like I heard it was like hey, it was all right, but just he kind of kind of sounds like he lost a step. So I'm interested to see if that's the case too, because you know, don't get me wrong. You know, uh, in terms of being in the zeitgeist, he's he's white hot now. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It fucking sucks when someone fucking, you know, does that shit to you on live TV. But the motherfucker ain't been this relevant in a long time. So is he? Know, that was that was uh, even though I didn't watch it live, but I was I was kind of excited to see how it would turn out. At the very least, I might not be as into Chris Rock as I once was, but I was like, damn, I'd be lying if I didn't want to see how it turned out. So. I am interested to see if he has lost a step or if he is kind of aged out. So it's it's uh, it has my curiosity. I'll say that. Is he better than Dave Chappelle is these days? And I don't mean to rip on Dave Chappelle, but Dave Chappelle's become more of like an orator of society than a stand-up comedian. He's not funny. He just makes relevant topics. I don't know. Does Chris I still, Rock go that way or? No, he's you know he he he. he I don't know. It, it it feels very much like old school Chris Rock to me. Whenever I watched it, it 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 felt it feels like that because he still got he still got his his tempo and the way he does things, the way he does jokes and the way he says stuff is like it's still it's still like killing the messenger for me. It, it sounds like that. Um, obviously, I mean, he's saved the best for last. He knew what he was doing. What you know, he got paid, he got his money, he got everybody's attention for for fifty minutes, and at the end, he went off on the whole Will Smith thing. Which I thought was genius. You wanted do you want to do that at the end so everybody has to watch, you know, all the way through. Genius. Um, the comments he made, I mean, I think he's entirely justified. He's entirely justified because he has he's never as far as I know, there was never he never went on TV or anywhere to vocalize what happened. He knows never he did never went live on his Instagram or did the fucking view or any of that bullshit or MSNBC and talked about it. So this was, and he said, like, when I talk, I think he said when he talked about, he talks about it, he wants to get paid for doing so. And he did. He made the deal with Netflix, um, did the live, did the whole live thing. And, you know, they did it and he, he had, he said his piece. So, I mean, I think, I think, I think he did a good job with what he did. So he had to say, yeah, it's harsh, but he's a fucking comedian. And what he, what, what happened to him was harsh. So I think it's justified. I want to watch it. I definitely want to check out, definitely because we followed the Oscars last year and see where it is. But 
I like Chris Rock enough. I have nothing bad really to say about him. Um, but if you say he sounds like he might have missed a step, that'll be surprising because he was always biting um, and had a great comeback all the time. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I, I still, I still like Dave Chappelle quite a bit. Even, even with the last special, I still enjoyed. It. I still thought it was really funny. Um, I think, for me, anyways, I think Dave Chappelle's still at the top. You know, of I the still, comedic, I, the comedy game. You think? Yeah, or he's his still, he's still there. Game. Of, of, of the comedy game. I want to okay. say because I think he's still at the top. There are, there, I mean, there are people. Uh, there are a lot of people underneath him that um, I think are coming up and are going are are you know are good and then are going we're going to we're going to see more of throughout the years for sure but i think he's still at the top he's still got it he's still um you know he's still dave chappelle so now he's rick james bitch (laughs) now um yeah folks we're gonna have some content about that in the coming days as well so don't worry Uh, but because it happened at the oscars we're gonna tie it again to this year's oscars so anybody gonna bet on a a slapping that goes down this year? Is Jaja Gabor still alive to slap somebody? Uh, what is it? Uh, Ken, and, Ken Beltran says, don't they have a crisis intervention team this year? Yeah, they do. They have. I love how it's called crisis intervention. No, it's called fucking security, motherfucker. It's yeah. called crisis no intervention. <laughs> They're called security. <laughs> <coughs> so, oh, God. Uh, who hasn't gotten to pick a number tonight? Dion. Uh, was it you? Oh, Dion, okay. Uh, Dion, please pick a number between 1 and 69. Uh, oh, let me think about this for a minute. Uh, 69. Oh, okay. Uh, let me count. Here we go. Now. Shit, yeah, we got to get paid. And on that note, we cue the music. Matt, Matt, Matt. Matt, Matt, Matt. Matt, Matt, Matt. Matt, Matt, Matt. Thank you. So, checking in with the audience one final time this evening. I believe we did our Uncle Ben button from Shrebels08. Correct, guys? Yep. Yeah, All right. Is. So, Sejorjan says, I can think of a worse WWE storyline. Val Venus almost suffering the same fate as John Wayne Bobbitt. Button that hasn't been pressed in a long time. Oh, you mean Choppy Choppy OPP? Yes. That is a terrible storyline. Because we are evil. Well, they didn't say we are evil back then, but Kai and Ty wanted to Choppy Choppy his PP. God damn. 1998 was weird. The show ends with a castration, and the next week the guy comes out like nothing's wrong. Uh, sure. It's entertainment. It, it wasn't entertaining, though. It was just... <laughs> it happened. And now you've requested a button that hadn't pressed, been pressed in a minute. Well, here's one that hasn't been pressed in a minute for sure. Did you see that guy accidentally hit that moose with his car? No. Holy shit. Jamie, pull that video up. Oh my God, oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> creepy boy went boom. <laughs> Nobody died theory. in that movie. They just got really big boo boos. <laughs> so Georgian, thank you again. He says, bit late, but on the High Council on Tuesday, surprise script doctor uh, in his talks about John Landis never brought up the Twilight Zone movie accident. It's kind of one of those things. Honestly, I didn't think it was that relevant to the conversation because we were only talking about John Landis' truly directed films, where The Twilight Zone is an ensemble of directors, including Steven Spielberg, as as well as others. So I also, too, 
when they like when you go to meet John Landis at events, they just tell you no Twilight Zone, like just outright. And oh also, really? Holy yeah, shit! <laughs> all, my cousin and I, you know, oh, like horror God. hound in these shows. He'll the big ones that he goes to. They just they have like a no Twilight Zone policy, and that's fine. I get it. I mean, mistakes were made. I'm not making excuses for anybody. Mistakes were definitely made on that set, and people sadly died due to negligence and stupidity and bad decisions on that set. And so I understand why people just don't talk talking about, about Rust. No, we're talking about the Twilight Zone movie where Vic Morrow and two child actors were killed after uh, an explosion caused a helicopter to lose control, and the helicopter crash landed on Vic Morrow and the children, crushing them and decapitating them in the process. It's a horrible story. Why are you recounting that one? Because Sejorjan asked why we didn't talk about it on the High Council. Eh, it's one of those things you just kind of don't bring up. Everybody knows what happened, but you don't yep. really want to mention it because it's like it's an under thing. Unlike the movie set of Rust where Alec Baldwin killed somebody. <laughs> the, my Allegedly. only... Uh, so George, the only thing I was going to say is I don't think there was anything for us to add to the conversation. Honestly, there's some really great content that has dissect or discussed the the lawsuit, the the trial, the incident, everything. I don't think we could really add anything outside of just what I did and recapped it. So probably that's why it was never a conversation or any like messages behind the scenes like don't bring up Twilight Zone. It just organically didn't come up. We were talking about John Landis good movies. I think the Twilight Zone is a terrible film, and on top of that, it had a tragedy. So. To lose, lose. Here we go, guys. Our first fuck Mary kill of the night, and it's for Kendo. Fuck Mary kill. Woodrow Wilson, Seth Rogen, Skip Bayless. Oh, God. Um, okay. You know what? I'll play your fucking game. Kill Seth Rogen because fuck him. Hmm? Fuck Skip Bayless because everybody knows he's a fucking Nimrod and he's really good at making himself look stupid. And marry Woodrow Wilson because then I can be the president of the United States. Because <laughs> he was fucking creepy boy for the last couple of years of his presidency. And Edith Wilson, Wilson ran the show as the first woman president. So there you go. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, hold on. Well, neither did any of the advisors. Well, <laughs> oh, Kendall, when I learn something new. Oh yeah, she pre she pretty much he had like a really devastating stroke, and she pretty much ran the show. Like he had to be always photographed like with a blanket over him so that he couldn't see his hands all fucking squirreled up and like gimpy and everything like that. And <laughs> you know, he like the people would come to see the president, and she, they would knock on the door, and she'd be like, "He's not, you know, he's sleeping right now, or he's not feeling well. I'll take this in there and let him sign it or veto it." Guess who was signing and vetoing those bills? <laughs> Edith fucking bills. Oh. She. She was running the country for the first couple of years. Kind of, kind of like what's going on now, but not not completely. <laughs> By the way, Kenda, that came from TLJ Screwjob. Mm. TLJ Screwjob also asks, I got a Paul, Paul Gleason button compilation, please. Sure. So I guess the first Paul Gleason button counts as the Die Hard button, right? Because he's in that one? Yes. Well, we'll close it out with Paul Gleason. First, we got this. Cry me a river, dick face. <laughs> and then this is the one I personally love that I don't think most people like as much as me. You had enough yet? No. That's another one. So? You just say the word, I'll keep going. Go. Eeny, meeny, miny. Mo. Your mother was a... Ho. He was a famous clown. Bobo. Mitch, cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking movie, man. That was like... 
I don't think people realize too, like in 2001, that was like the one of the biggest movies of the summer. Like people were so amped up for that because Scary Movie, I don't think Scary Movie 2 had dropped right yet. Or right, yeah, right? Wasn't it, it not was, another teen movie? Beat Scary uh, Movie 2? It's a convoluted time. They all came out the same, you know. Yeah, oh, well, no. well, and, and, and Never mind, it's December. Yeah, and the thing is with Scary Movie, you had the first two done by the Waynes Brothers, and then every other one after that was done by God knows who, and they were all... I've, I don't know. After the Wayne's brothers, after the Wayne's, they let them go. It just, it just, it didn't feel the same, and they were kind of crappy. So, well, I will stand by not another teen movie as being like the only other solid one outside of the first. Oh no, one. Oh no, one hundred percent. It's 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 great, and the unrated version is even better. So, yeah. I just wish, as you know, and as an educator, I could get away with saying "Cry Me a River, Dick Face." One day. That, that one would come in. I mean, I could probably say that to, like, my baseball team or my football team because they get it, but I don't think I want to find out. <laughs> and then, finally, we have a wonderful one from our friend Adama. Adama, thank you very much. Thank you to everybody, folks. My Star Wars remake would be the legacy of the Force books into a trilogy. The galaxy survived a killer alien race. Han and Leia's son has PTSD and wants to be the new Emperor. His twin sister has to fight him and save the galaxy. I'd watch that. Over yeah. What we got? Yeah. Gonna get sued. How about that for now? We need that button. Remind me to make that for next week. Yeah. You want to get sued? Oh, I meant I'd buy that for a dollar, but I'll get both of them. <laughs> Fuck it. With shitting. <laughs> oh yeah, please, please make that a button, please. Where do you rank Groundskeeper Willie in terms of your favorite uh, Simpsons characters, like secondary oh, ones? Oh God, he's on the he he's up there. He's in the top five easily. Oh, uh, uh, Jeff, you also need to make a DJ Khaled button where he says another one. Oh, another one? Yeah, another for your one. mother. Uh, fine, I'll do it. Uh, just put it in the group chat and remind me, <laughs> okay. and I'll do it. Uh, Darian two and seven is definitely loving the uh, Mitch cut it out button. Mitch. <laughs> 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 Uh, dude, it's not another teen movie streaming anywhere. I think I'm gonna put that on before I go to bed. <laughs> let me, let me oh, check. it's on. Ah, it's not. Damn it! I just should buy. I just should own this fucking movie. Yeah, I'm sure you could get it for like five bucks. I saw. I saw Black Adam for sale at the fucking Family Dollar today. So I mean, oh. I'm sure it's somewhere. So, folks, you love to talk about the WCBS exclusives and how we always cover the toy videos and stuff. Um, there's a new Rose Tico out there in the world, metaphorically speaking, and his name is Black Adam. Guys, those Black Adam <laughs> dolls are not moving. There are fucking – I think I tweeted it out. If not, I'll tweet it after the show. Store displays across the country, these Black Adam statues from McFarland Toys. Dude, The Rock is persona non grata right now. I cannot believe oh, wow. there's, like, the rumors about the shit with him being kind of, like – having burned a couple bridges and then the ego gotten in the way wrestlemania didn't happen black adam flopped after he tried to take over dc like yeah man i'm really surprised that black adam didn't i'm sorry i can't, I can't. <laughs> but no i mean i'm completely grateful for a rock to dwayne johnson because if it wasn't for him could call wouldn't be the law true and he even gave us a shout out well i mean i'm not there right now but he gave st louis a shout out the other day because we're about to set an attendance record in the XFL this weekend. Oh, because, nice. oh yeah, there's like already 38,000 tickets and people going to be at the fucking dome, the battle dome as it's now known. Oh, uh, where are you, where are you watching it? Where are you watching the X XFL on? Um, FX or ESPN plus. Okay. Gotcha. If you got, if you got the, the Disney bundle that gives you Zulu and ESPN plus, you can watch it on there. 
Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Which is what I got because I'm like, I ain't watching Disney, but I'm going to be watching ESPN and Hulu. And I already fucking pay for ESPN. What's another fucking dollar yeah. to get all three? Uh, Jeff, uh, another theme movie is you can rent it on Amazon and Voodoo and Apple and all the other bullshit. For, you can rent it on, on Amazon uh, for two ninety nine. Yeah, but for twenty two ninety nine, I can buy it on Blu ray, and I think I'll just do that. Yeah, that's it. That's always a better bet. It's on Blu ray, so I could. Yeah, you can, can watch it as much as you want. Yeah, Jamie Presley's fine. Mm-hmm. It's funny how you know we got Margot Robbie today that looks just like Jamie Presley, but Jamie Presley has aged so fine that she still looks just like Margot Robbie, who's like mm. twenty years younger. So basically, what I'm saying is Jamie Presley's husband. Congratulations, dude. <laughs> no, sir. Not only is she hot, she's actually really talented. So I'm a fan. Even if she looked yep. weird, I'd still like all of her performances. Way to go, Earl. Yeah. And then you lost her to Crab Man. Yeah. Well, Crab Man was cool, though. I loved him. Hey, Earl. Hey, Crab Man. Dude, my name is Earl. I watched every episode of that show probably three times. That was such a fun run. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, maybe you'll do some My Name is Earl content in the future. Folks, do us a favor. Besides hitting that thumbs up button, send us some emails so we can do our fan mail section. We love to close out the show with fan mail. Sadly, we didn't get enough this week, so there's really nothing to read. But Darian217 sends in a super chat thank you very much Derry. and he says press the button okay let's see i'll press it first and then we'll uh, we'll read this message so in three two one guess what motherfucker i passed all my medical tests cleared for mania in three weeks mm, i'll see you in three weeks dion yippee kai no. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> well, wait. <laughs> Hang on. Like medical tests is in like tests for his physical medical well being, or like he's like becoming a doctor now. Because if that's the case, then he needs that. I'm never gonna financially recover from this button. Because yeah. <laughs> I mean, all that student loan debt on top of the fact that interest rates are about to go out the fucking yin yang. Yeah. Good like luck, to- buddy. You better be one of them shady doctors that's selling organs. I just like to think Darian was getting his body ready to party with us that's what he meant because we do not go light at wrestlemania folks you just don't understand what it's going to be like if you want to just come to party with some people that are ready to throw down drop a couple bucks to go to universal get rip shit on there's there's full bars in universal and we'll go ride roller coasters and eat pizza and corn dogs and shit together have a good time see folks our hangouts are just to let us get to meet you guys and hang out yes i have conventions where people come to the table and line up for autographs and all that fun shit yes i can stroke my ego in a different way if i need to be like other people but no i want to hang out with you guys you guys make this possible and it's awesome the four of us really enjoy you guys we talk about people in the audience in a good way all the time yes it'll be super fan adam shawhan or sometimes you know salvador these guys but you guys become our friends so be like a real friend and come hang out with us out in California. We'll be here uh, March 30th, 31st, April 1st and 2nd. You guys know the drill. We'll press the button at the end of the show. Uh, but before we get there, guys, is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Uh, congratulations to Darian217 on his medical well-being. Yeah. Hell yeah. And uh, everyone else, prepare your anuses because it's going to be a hell of a trip. <laughs> I don't know if I want to go on that trip. Oh, oh, you'll you, like it. You'll have a great time. Oh, Enrique actually in the chat made a great uh, point. We have uh, a post. I'll read the members post right now. So folks, as a member, I put this poll up today. What's the best Rocky film? 
Would you guys like to take a guess what the audience voted as the best Rocky film? I'm going to go with two. I'm going to go yeah, three. I'm going to say two. Well, sadly, guys, you guys voted wrong because only 7% of the audience voted for Rocky 2. We have yeah. a tie. 40% voted for Rocky, 40% voted for Rocky 3, and 13% voted for Rocky 4 with zero votes for Rocky 5. Whoa. So <laughs> Nick said Nick said Rocky 3. Yeah, I said 3. No, I was saying to you guys about being wrong. Oh, like yeah. you two for both picking Rocky 2. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, mean, it's, personally, it's, it's, personally, I would have went for 4 because he, he beats the shit out of Akami. So there's that. But, you know, two two's probably the best one in the bunch, though. Just saying. Yeah, I'm saying, um, yeah, pound for pound, two is the best one. Yeah. But three and four I, are I, fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. Two's my favorite, hands down. I just, I like the, the fact that he wins. I get the importance of going the distance in that first movie, but two picks up literally seconds after that first one. Yep. And I like the aftermath. And I like the 70s greediness, man. It's still got that, you know, vibe of the first one. It doesn't feel... I can't really dump on three and four because they're great in their own regard. So I'm just going to leave them be. I like two, but that's it. Yeah, three and four. Are, three is when it becomes a different movie. But yeah. one and two is that, 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 that the underdog emotional, story. Yeah. gritty guy overcoming the odds to win and become champion of the world. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, when I, wa- like I watch one, I watch two right after. Like, it's, it's just one movie. And then three is Same. just it's a different movie at that point. Yeah, because you kind of have an idea that he's going to win. It's like... Right. Like, one... Like the fact that he's going to win becomes the story, as opposed to the first one's like, he loses, and then he overcomes the odds. And, like, then everyone... Like, the odds are never fully against him in the next movies. Yeah. And you know he's going to win in four, because it's the fucking height of the Cold War, even though it's winding right. down. And you you know he's not losing to the fucking commie. Because his heart was on fire. Well, I mean... Yep, strong desire. Yeah, that's right. Climbing up them fucking hills and shit. So Georgian sends in another message. Thank you. He says, before I go to bed, because I'm a little hoarse. <laughs> Jeff, yeah. you got the package I sent. I have not. I will find out about the um, P.O. box if they have anything. And as soon as I do, I will make something with it. I still got to open the Lego set and stuff that one of our listeners sent us. So, so Georgian, thank you in advance. And speaking of the listener in the Lego set, Enrique Vesca says, Dion, I also hate Buffalo Jeff saying my name. Exactly. Thank you. That shit's terrible. You'll get to meet Enrique. Enrique is one of the listeners that is coming out to the meetup. So, uh, guys, we'll have fun with Enrique. Enrique is cool. Um, Hell yeah. So, we'll uh, see him at Universal and stuff. But, uh, yeah, folks, I think it's time to put this baby to bed. It's been a fun week here on the channel. Good week. We got more content coming out, and we see those numbers going up. So, as I told the guys, oh, we'll get to TLJ Screwjobs in just a second. Uh, like I told the guys, we have some goals, some directives, and some numbers that we're shooting for. So, we'll make that stuff very public so we can all do it together. But expect something very interesting by episode 400. Hell, we got to celebrate 350 in three weeks. But mm. we'll worry about that then. Join us on Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Pacific for our Oscar drunk watch. We're going to see if Top Gun's going to win the best picture or if it's going to be everything everywhere all at once or if that bullshit Avatar wins. I'm going to start a riot, but um, I'm going to be eating pulled pork tacos and having a wonderful time. Hopefully you join us and drink with us and have fun. Now, TLJ Screwjob says, I'll say it. I genuinely like like Rocky Five. Heresy. One, two, four, three, five. Mm. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. 
Five is just so bad. No, it's awful. Now, Dion, I'm sorry. Awful. Like I said, it's her- heresy to say that it's a good movie. I agree. I watched it on TV as a kid once, and I was like, this is Rocky? This is terrible. I think my local syndication, like my channel that would play like old movies, it played like Rocky 3, 4, and 5 in a row. And so I had never seen 4, and Rocky 3 was the first one I had seen as a kid because I liked Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. And... I remember just going like, oh my god, Rocky Five, here we go! And then I watched it, I was like, does this ever get good? And then it ended, and I was like, wow, that's Rocky Five, so I'm never gonna watch it again. Rocko! I think of Rocky Five. Now, folks, we know we have to press a fun button on the way out, but uh, that's what we're gonna close the show. So from all of us here at World Class Bullshitters, thank you for watching. Be smart, be safe, be cool, but always be excellent to each other. Dot com. Yeah.